Joe Lewis had come out of retirement to fight Rocky Marciano the minute he was 76 years old. Joe Lewis always <laughs> He lied about his age all the time. One time, Fetch Nasha came here and sat in his chair. I said, Frank, you ain't got Joe Lewis. Just between me and you. How old is Joe Lewis? You know what Fetch Nasha told me? He said, hey, Joe Lewis is 137 years old. 137 years old. Brian, what is that movie? Oh, come on, dude, really? <laughs> it's coming to America. Yeah. <laughs> one, of, one of the greatest depictions of friendships, and that's what we're all about here. Me and Brian are friends. Uh -huh. And we, we are. are your favorite Casa Negros here mm -hmm. for another episode. Welcome you back to your favorite podcast, the GXR Podcast. I am Josh Rogers. <laughs> I am Brian here. And welcome to another episode where we talk about all of the things. We talk about oh, yeah. the perils, the praises, yes. the productivity, and the pump and circumstance of being mm -hmm. black millennials in America navigating the crazy puzzle piece called life. Brian, how are yes. you, brother? Uh, man, it's a great day to be black, brother. Uh, oh, yes. I am living in, I'm in here in the land of the living. Uh, yeah, I, I have no she complaints. She yeah. Is that Biggie Smalls on your shirt? What is that? It I is. I think you bought me the shirt. I think you bought me this oh, shirt. Oh, did I? See? Friends. Yeah, friendship, right? I think <laughs> you bought me this one, and you bought me uh, the Outcast shirt, I think. Mm-hmm. Nothing from California. <laughs> I didn't get you no Tupac shirt. <laughs> My God. No Tupac, no Nipsey, you know, no NWA, no Boys in the Hood. It's okay, though. It's okay. We'll, 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 it's we'll right. change that one day. One day. Since we're kind of talking about music, can I tell you that I finished the musical adaptation of Dear White People? Oh, oh, oh. So let me, so I, so I'm going to tell you, tell the people that I told you, it was hard to get through. I had mm. only made it through episodes like two. Mm. Now let me tell you this though. I have to, add, I have to actually, I'm not going to eat crow because it's still mm -hmm. not that great. Mm -hmm. But as it progresses, because they based it off 90s music. Okay. It gets kind of tolerable in a good way. <laughs> okay. Now, I will tell you this without ruining it for you, because I really want you to watch. It's only 10 episodes. You know, they're 30 minutes apiece, Brian. So you can, get, you can finish this. So Okay. okay. That's three hours of television. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the concept is, without giving it all away, is that they go into the future, and for chapter four, this is season four, they're, re they're retelling their senior year, which is year four. Mm -hmm. And what happened. And they're looking to create a book and accompanying movie of that year. And you and I'm not going to tell you why because that'll give you part. Of, okay. You know, give it away. So in okay. redoing that, um, one of the people who's going to do the, the movie said, this should be a musical. So that's how... That's how they get become that's how the music so it's so the concept itself makes sense mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of like what they're doing. It's just mm -hmm. the fact that they turned this freaking series into a musical. <laughs> right. The the last season. Right. I feel like a, this should have uh, been season three. Because it's yeah. because overall it's not terrible. But mm -hmm. it in the beginning, you're just I think this was me. In the beginning, I was so like, oh my God. That it became really hard to watch. I will say, it ended kind of. I feel like they rushed the ending, okay? Because um, they typically only give us ten episodes, but I felt mm. like the way it ended, it deserved maybe an eleven or twelve to kind of go mm. into 
that last piece a little bit more. And if you see, mm-hmm. I'm, I want to know if you see what I'm talking about. So I'm not going to ask you next week because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, you got a whole week, Brian. You should be able to get through this yeah. in a week. Does, does Laura watch the white people? Uh, she just one does. that y'all did together. Um, this is the, one of the ones that I watched without her first, and then she was like, "You watched it without me." I was like, "I didn't know you wanted to watch it." Then we went back <laughs> and watched it together. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. but yeah, it's a good show. I I think if it's a, she doesn't like musicals, so she, it's probably gonna be a thing. I'm gonna watch my own because she just uh, does not. Oh, it is. Love the it is a bro. They bust out singing, and imagine <laughs> four about four or five songs in a 28 minute. <laughs> Same. Okay, yeah, she's not gonna they watch bust that. out singing for yeah, all I 10 probably... episodes. All 10 episodes. Um, okay, I, they I'll do recreate some songs. So once you mm-hmm. start thinking you're familiar with that 90s hit, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't change much, it just kind of you know changes a little bit. Anyway, it's not terrible. Okay, it's not terrible. Um, but it was there last week. We talked about what did we talk about? Imposter syndrome. We did, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you or have you were you able to live that out in real time and fight through some of those things? Um, I think what what happens is I think with that with the episode I kind of had to with any episode and I don't know if it sounds like it or it may not sound like it, but I do research or we do research on the episode, like the conversation, the uh-huh. information. So doing a dive into the episode and then like kind of doing some follow up from you know reading on the topic itself. For sure. I did realize that, you know, the imposter syndrome was a huge thing in my life. Um, and really just the idea of thinking less than or all that kind of stuff or not feeling like I belong in certain spaces and stuff like that. So I'm trying to do better uh, making a conscious effort to understand that I do belong or I do deserve or I am worthy. Uh, so, yes, I am. I'm work. I'm working on it every single day. I'm, it's more of a conscious thought process to uh, ensure that I am. Uh, working through that, through through that. How about you? Yeah, no, 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 no. I agree. I just want to ask you this one question though. Go for it. Are you working on it in the same ways in which Tony asked the Lord to make him over? Are you trying to be made over like Beast Slade? Did the Lord make him over? <laughs> Did the Lord make oh, Beast Slade? He was made over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know if the Lord I don't know if the Lord it was from Tone to be slay. <laughs> Man of God. Whew, child. Um <laughs> Be made over where that came from. Be made over. Be made over. That's that's that should be the title of the episode. Be made over. <laughs> be made over. <laughs> um well, you, how, oh, did you, how, did you, how did you pull? Did somebody like bet you to put Tone into the episode? Like, how did you pull it, Tone? It did out? not. <laughs> I can't control where my inspiration comes from, and it just it was dropped. In. I told you, David, been a long day. I told you that early. Offline. You did. Mm-hmm. So I ain't no telling what I might say tonight. <laughs> so just go with it. <laughs> I'm gonna go okay. with it. Okay. He said, go ahead. He said Tone. <laughs> out of the box. What an album. Um, I will grant to say it is one of by far one of the best gospel albums i've ever listened to it's it is it is amazing from start to production wise it's mm. good brian mm. he may have been crazy from top to bottom but that thing is good out the box is a, is a great album it is a good album okay tony's tony's you was looking a, at me funny i'm just like wait because we can we can no, pause no, no, and no, debate no. that right now no. now tony's <laughs> tony is a weird man but uh he is a musical genius i'm, mm. I, I'm, I'm not using that in in, in the in the gospel world 
I think he's a musical genius. Yes. Um, he's done other things outside of the gospel world. I haven't with, listened uh, to anything under the moniker. Tisha Campbell. <laughs> Did he write Campbell? Steel here? S-T-E-E-L. <laughs> Man of God. <laughs> still, 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 still. She aging like I, a ripe banana, by the way. <laughs> listen. And her head is big. Her body's big. It's just, it's just a bad situation with Tisha Campbell. She looks like a boiled egg. Humpty Dumpty <laughs> had a great fall. Okay, <laughs> a mighty fall. But we, a great we, we fall. do love you, Tisha Campbell. We love you for all the things you've done in the black community in terms of you know, you know, playing all the persons. Why? I about said, what did she do for the black community? <laughs> <laughs> you better speak for Pomona because she ain't done nothing for me. <laughs> <laughs> she was the, she was two she was two wives on uh, on uh, on TV. Yeah, she was Gina and Jay. Mm-hmm. What was her I name in House Party? Uh, Sh- not Shireen. Shireen was more the ghetto girl. What was her name? Sydney. Sydney mm-hmm. and Shireen. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, Sydney and Shireen. Mm-hmm. She had a little career. She she's had a career. She's worked. She worked. She's um, worked. She's worked. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, that's a good party song. Speaking of parties, mm-hmm. um, we had a time last week for your birthday. Oh, we did have a good time. We like to party. Yeah, we uh, so we, hey, we, we, we still have- <laughs> hey, hey, go ahead. <laughs> we uh celebrated on the Friday after we recorded, so we didn't get a chance to talk about you know for sure the birthday celebration. Sure. How did you? How did you enjoy your birthday? I went to the Lanithia. The Lanithia. Yeah, and <laughs> you want to talk about that or yeah, that, that's, not the, that's, that's, <laughs> that's not in the that's not in the uh in the, in the living room, so we can talk about it here, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was it was it was the lounge for seniors. Man of God. And, and I don't mean seniors in high school or college. I mean oh. fifty five. Everyone had an AAARP card. Listen, everyone. Mother so, walked in there. <laughs> so listen, listen. We walk we walk in. Mm-hmm. First of all, we had a six p.m. reservation, which kind of speaks to us <laughs> as adults. <laughs> we was out at six p.m. <laughs> However, it was the only reservation available for that night, you know, to mm. kind of be close to my birthday. So anyway, we walk in there. It is bright outside by 6 p.m. Bright. It hasn't yeah, quite it started getting dark at the 5.30, 6 o'clock time yet. Mm-hmm. We still get dark around about, it's getting close around 7.30. Yep. We walk in there, it's bright. Mm-hmm. You walk in, though, it is pitch black. Can't see nothing. Nene got the lights down. Okay, you supposed to scan the QR code for your menu. Can't Turn do off that. the lights Ooh, and light, light a candle. candle. I'm sorry, I thought that in my yeah. spirit. <laughs> <laughs> turn this into the. Uh, listen, we can almost turn it into a musical. We can turn it into a musical. <laughs> shout out, shout out to all the executive producers of Dear White People because we're ready. We're primed and ready. We um, are. So anyway, we do that, and then hmm. they tell us up front like a black restaurant. We got everything on the menu except the lamb chops. <laughs> so they already out of food. Right. Then they tell us we can't That's wear sneakers. But the waitress has got on Crocs and mm-hmm. hula girl outfits. I mean, they do tube mm-hmm. tops and booty shorts. <laughs> booty shorts. I mean, I mean tight, tight, tight. And I mean tight, tight. So I'm trying to figure out what Breast is my everywhere. What are my sneakers going to do to your atmosphere that your waitresses <laughs> aren't already doing to this atmosphere? Right. Let me just start there. But anyway, I will say all in all, food was great. Old food was people, really good. A uh, church mother was literally in her bed, escorted to the bathroom because she, she was that old. There was another lady in kitten heels with a net shirt with a lime green bra on top. Yes. I wanted to find her and tell her she was sharp so bad, but she never walked past <laughs> me again. 
and didn't. they played no music more current. The most current song they played the entire night was Buy You a Drink by T-Pain. That had to come out around 2009-ish. Okay. Was, yeah. but anyway, but we were the party. Oh, yeah. Because... I decided. I said, I'm going to go do electric slide. So I, I grabbed my friend Jason. long ago. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's a musical. Not, not to it. do what? Not to walk in anyone's shadow. Uh-huh. I don't know all the words. <laughs> <laughs> if I fail, if I succeed. <laughs> that is. I can't take away my dignity. Why not? <laughs> because the greatest yeah. <laughs> love of all is inside of, I'm gonna do the it's the coming to America version inside of me yeah 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 <laughs> yeah <Central> chocolate <laughs> Red Watson in back <laughs> that um, boy good that boy, that boy good <laughs> um so yeah so we decided to go to the dance floor and start doing electric we slide did. once we got on every auntie and uncle followed us they did. And if it was not for us, that thing would everybody would have been in they in they little sections, bouncing. Titty would have been dry. Inside. Titty would have been dry. Mm-hmm. Powder coming out the nip. Right. Um but no, it was good. The food was great. I will say the food that. Was at first really I thought good. I was hungry, but I, I so Keisha, my cousin, ordered the wings and I tasted one of those. I was very hungry. But I also ordered, but I think before y'all came, Brian, I ordered the mm-hmm. salmon bites. Mm-hmm. Great. They was like just kind of like mayo y Creole mayo sauce on top with something mm-hmm. else. It was really good. Then I got the Cajun pasta. Now, my mm-hmm. Cajun pasta was supposed to have shrimp, chicken, and sausage, and it did, but it had mm-hmm. exactly two pieces of shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just trying to find my shrimp. Uh, but no, it was really good. It was reasonably priced in terms of food. Uh, mm-hmm. Ultimately, it was a really nice atmosphere, but their targeted demo is 45 plus. Like, oh yeah, it's, it is not yeah. us. <laughs> so yeah, they were looking, looking at, at us like doing too much. Yeah, they were. <laughs> I mean, we stood up and we like we were just trying to like we, we were like we crazy were a while, song. singing the song and just kind of having a good time. But so I will say, but if you're interested in a kind of a low key chill vibe with some, I mean, they did play good music. It just wasn't current. So if you're looking right. for like a good '90s, early 2000s vibe, you mm-hmm. know, with, with the aunties and uncles, then the Lanitas it. It is far. It is. If you don't live in Gwinnett County, <laughs> right, it's, right. it's far. But if you want to experience it, I do think it's worth the drive. It's right over there by the rooms to go and the juicy <laughs> crab and the loose. <laughs> that was shade. But by Halloween, uh, <laughs> what's the thing called? Halloween spooky place. Halloween spooky <laughs> place, party city. It's, it's in a nice little shopping plaza. <laughs> right. <laughs> what Toys R Us used to be. It's in a shopping and, plaza. And Nene came as we were leaving. And her mm-hmm. son said that she mm-hmm. wasn't doing pictures, but she was walking in because of COVID. But right. she was walking into people's section in their face like this, in their face, uh-huh. handing out shots. Yeah. Brian, she was this close to their face. <laughs> handing that <close>. out shots. <laughs> that close. Come on, I, I, went, I went directly into the camera in case y'all was wondering. Um, handing out shots to the people, which I thought was yeah. nice. But you can't be that close to people. And mm-hmm. then blame not taking pictures on COVID. Now I respect it's, it because you have the uh-huh. right to do what you want to do. It's just we gotta be careful when we give out specific specific reasoning. That don't make sense. Right. And that just didn't make sense. But anyway, I enjoyed it. it. I would go back. I still love Lini. She is still my spiritual yeah. mother. Yeah, if you go back just and for the food alone, like it was, re- it was and reasonably I heard they priced. Have a brunch. It was reasonably priced. The food was really good, reasonably priced, good atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It was just old. 
It was just old. It was just for the aunties. I think the aunties and uncles would love it. It felt like <laughs> a, a, an alum, a, a, a Greek alumni chapter party <laughs> where you want to <laughs> attract young people, but you just don't. <laughs> and that's, that's exactly what it was. Anyway, I got a song of the week. All right. Oh, before we get there. Oh, yeah. We having a watch party on October 24th. We in are. In case y'all didn't know or hadn't heard. It is going to be good. It's going to be live. It's going to be in downtown. It's going to be on Edgewood. And it's going to be great. Brian, you want to yeah. give them some more about it? Uh, Yes. Yeah, so we are. It is October 24th. We uh-huh. are going to have a great time. We're going to come together. We miss pe- each other. We miss people. Um, but we're coming together for good cause because, you know, we are coming uh, to a place because something is coming to the end. Um, what is that boys and men song? I think you might want to sing it. It might be in your song. Although spirit. we've come that's to it. the end of the road, still <laughs> I can't let go. Yes. It's a natural who I belong to you. You belong to me. <laughs> it's just Jigsaw the musical. Um, yeah, so yeah. Issa Rae's great show, hit show. Issa Rae, friend of the podcast, friend of real life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is Insecure is his last season, so we wanted to, you know, go out with a bank, right? So we decided mm-hmm. to have this great watch party. Um, so please, 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 you can go out on all the places. I think on our website you can find it, or no, on our Instagrams. Go on our Instagrams. I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian here, the Jigsaw Podcast. You can actually click on the links in the bio. You can actually get your tickets yeah. right now. It's going to be yeah. a great time. Black people doing black things. It's going to be COVID safe. It's going to be COVID friendly. Oh, Not yeah. friendly in terms of COVID being friends. But you know what I mean. It's going to be uh, COVID safe. They know what you mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's going to be food. Um, if you buy the right ticket, you can get uh, unlimited mimosas for the evening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, black people doing black things um, just at a great time. And you can hang out with us. right? You can hang out with me and Josh. You might get to take a picture with me. You know how fine I am. You know how fine we are. You can put Listen, this on your page. Right. Hello. On your Instagram page. My skin popping and my body is transforming. Put me up, okay? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh, uh the, the tickets are going really fast, and we have yeah. a maximum amount of seats that we can actually provide. Uh, so I don't want you to be left out. So please get the tickets right now as as this moment, as we're talking about it right now. Yeah. If you're driving, pull over. If you're in the pull house, stop what it. you're doing. If you got to decide between your light bill and this ticket, get this ticket. Get this ticket. Get this ticket. <laughs> because you really don't want to be the person you that's like, be the person. I should have went. And I you say, went. you know what? I, I, don't, I don't live in Atlanta and I don't want to drive to Atlanta. We have a virtual option as well. We got a virtual option. Just so you join can actually virtual. hang out with us virtually. Like yes. it's the thing, and it's gonna be more than just watching show. It's gonna be a freaking lot. We're gonna actually talk and do our thing there too. So it's not just yeah. you watching insecure with us. You're not paying for that. You're paying for the experience of the <laughs> first ever live show. So come on, kick it with us, and it's the cheap. Jigsaw live. It is cheap. cheap. The jigsaw live it is. What's the price? It's five. It's five dollars for virtual. Is that what it seven? Is? Seven dollars. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's like less than a Durham meal at in any of these fast food restaurants. Right. You can even get a good yeah. meal at McDonald's for that. Mm-mm. The Saweetie meal costs more than seven dollars. Right. So come um, on. VIP, I think it's like twenty something dollars. Twenty five uh, and regular admission yeah. is fifteen. Come yeah. on. And we're gonna have like merch on site. It's gonna be dope. Listen, like, listen you don't want to be the person that's gonna be, not gonna be there. Right. Like, I I don't want you to. I don't want to come on this podcast and be like, y'all niggas missed out on a grand. Right. 
We want, we want you that. to come through quarter after two. Just to go to down you. You make me want to replay all of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't vibe with Summer Walker. She's crazy. <laughs> but that song is so good. <laughs> Summer Walker's good. She's a good artist. Um, but yeah, that's she the announcement. Her, in terms she keeps her newborn baby fresh, honey. Brian, she's crazy. <laughs> Defacts, where are you? <laughs> okay. Defacts. Song of the week. I'm ready. It's going to be real quick. Okay. And I want I want to well it. That's how I feel. Okay. Can I do belly. Is it okay? Out, out of your belly. Okay, I'm going to do it for you. Let me get myself together. <clears throat> what about your friends? Will they stand their ground? Will they let you down? What about your friends? Are they going to be low down? Will they ever be around? Or will they turn their backs on you? That is What About Your Friends by T. L and the C. That is T Boss. That is the woman with the left eye. And that is the lady who always had a bowl because her name was Chili. It's TLC. And 90s Super Group that eventually went bankrupt and had to get candy beers to write them a hit called No Scrubs and then lost no all their money again. All right. All ready? Right. You ready to get back into the, you ready get into the show and start off with some black excellence? All right. Let's go. Let's go into the blessing report. Let's go. Wait yeah. Don't go chasing That's a good one. Water. Waterfalls. Yeah, let's, let's go. Cause I get, please. Put, <laughs> please stick it? to the yeah, rest. Bring it in. And the lakes. <laughs> that they used to. Yeah, I, I know, know that. <laughs> what is it? I know that you're something. Going to have something. it your way. Or, or no way at all. At all. Uh-huh. But I think you're but doing you well. moving too fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be like a John Legend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what John Legend can still say when he married that woman. <laughs> and his career has been terrible ever since. Christy Teigen. That's what happens when you don't put a black woman in your life. <laughs> uh, hello, somebody. Hello, church. <laughs> I'm a living testimony. Squad in this house. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the best of report. <laughs> All right. All right. We are here at the Blessed Report where we talk about how great black people are because great people are just uh, black people are great every single day. Mm-hmm. We just do we wake up and just be great. Mm-hmm. We we just wake up and God just says, you know what? It's in your DNA. It's in your destiny to be great. Yeah. Yes. What did uh what did uh Jonathan Nelson say? I know my destiny. My name mm. is Victory. 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 Um mm-hmm. I don't know what that had to do with anything. But uh we have some two we have two people for the blessed report today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna read <laughs> Um I'm, I'm not saying I've it. been doing things. <laughs> my cup is empty. <laughs> um and you are available to him. <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. <laughs> yes. Bless the report, Brian. <laughs> I'm sorry, but laughter in my soul. It's uh, Mary. <laughs> Wait a minute. Nope, I'm not going down. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. Nope, because I know where that's going. Mm-mm. Oh. Oh. <laughs> 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 he put laughter in my soul. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> we can do the blessing report. Yep. All right. Marion Croak and Patricia mm-hmm. Bath, first yes. black women in the National Inventors Hall of Fame. Didn't CJ, know uh, that Madam was a CJ, thing. Madam, <laughs> I mean, not a thing. I did not know. Uh, Madam CJ Walker didn't get in there. Like, what's going on? Um, So, engineer Marion Croak and the late um, ophthalmologist, Dr. Patricia Bath, have made history as the first two black women inducted into the National Adventures Hall of Fame, which we had no clue that existed. Uh, according to NPR, it said it was created in 1973 to honor those who have made great technological advances to make human, social, and economic progress possible. Bath unfortunately passed away in 2019 at the age of 76. She lived a long life. Mm-hmm. Um, her work helped advance cataract surgery. Oh, look at God. Uh, and she made history as the first black physician to earn a medical patent. I mean, just doing the things. All the things, right? She's just all these firsts. <laughs> all these firsts. Uh, throughout her lifetime, however, she would earn five patents and use her platform to advocate for public health strategies to eliminate preventable blindness and racial minorities. She also is all these all these things. Also is a co-founding. Uh, she also co-founding uh, the, Insti- the American, excuse me, American Institute for the Prevention of Blindness. Her family actually had a long advocated uh for her introduction induction excuse me i it's been a, a night uh, induction <laughs> with bath being nominated 11 times to the hall of fame which is way too many times way so finally she is getting her just due so we're excited about that croak on the other hand is an engineer and a tech pioneer who is currently leading google's research Center for Responsible AI and Human-Centered Technology. Uh, during the 1990s, she began her work at AT&T, working on voice over internet protocol, VOIP, for those that do not know that, the acronym, uh, a strategy for converting voice data into digital signals that can be sent through the internet instead of phone lines. Croak recalls that initially, many critics called the technology toy-like and thought people would own, would have no use for it. That was until AT&T began using it for their core network. So we're excited about that because we know the Bath and Croak, they will join the 600 inventors. Think about this. 600 inventors are already in this Hall of Fame. And these are the mm-hmm. first the two first two black, black women. women. So this is this is crazy. This is this is asinine. Um, there's 600 inventors already inducted into the Hall of Fame. This year's class includes 48 women uh, inductees and 30 black inductees. The two trailblazers are among the seven honorees announced this month. So we're excited about that. They combined with 22 other announced last year to make up the Hall of Fame's class of 2022. The National Inventors Hall of Fame ceremonies would occur in Alexandria, Virginia and Washington, D.C. in May of 2022. So I'm excited about the these. <laughs> right. <It's> like <laughs> why are they having them so close together? <laughs> in walking distance. Like, why would we do that? Thing? <laughs> um, but I need to hear over there. Right. I can go. I can go for another trip to D.C. Bless up. Josh is two fingers, two just two fingers to the sky. Um, Marion Croak, good strong black name. Uh, Patricia Bath, Bath. <laughs> good good strong name. Good strong um, name. We do salute you. We bless you up for being the first black women in the National Inventors Hall of Fame, and you're, it's way past due. Mm-hmm. And and who can we write to say you know CJ needs to be in this thing? She right, invented. Because if Doctor Bath passed away and is getting in, then Doctor CJ, Madam CJ. Madam needs to be in there. Gastic she needs to be there. up in there because you know she's she's changed the world. Listen, um, the what other inventors should be in this thing? What other? Whoever invented freeze pops, 
the candy lady, the first candy lady. The candy lady. Mm-hmm. Right, the lady. I miss the candy house, but that's me too. There. I miss the candy lady around the street from my grandma's house. They sold drugs out of the house too, I'm convinced. Probably, but you can get a whole piece. You can get like, you can get, you could have took a quarter and come out of mm-hmm. that thing wrapped oh. up. <laughs> Do oh, you hear yeah. me? Without, without a doubt. And, and our like parents still go to the candy house though. That was so weird. They did. Just go around the corner and go get it and come on back. Right. And, and, and look at us now house. in COVID. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. But uh, bless up to Patricia. Bless up to Mary. We appreciate you for all that you do and being yes. a trailblazer. Um, so at this point, that's the blessing report. Joshua, do you have anything? the billboard yeah so before we get directly into the billboard i just want to give the lord thanks that he stayed the hand of death nobody that we know of is going to glory and is kelly still here is kelly still in the land of living so this week on the billboard because what i I won't not be getting into is kelly schmolette around around here with all the accusations around her whereabouts and her COVID and coming up missing and all the things. Lord help um, us all the ghosts. Dollar Tree said that yesterday's price is not t- today's price is not yesterday's price. Okay. They said that the price is going up. This can't change to announce Brian that it will be selling items that cost more than a dollar but do not fret because it mm-hmm. won't be that much more. The price are only going up to about $125 to a dollar fifty, I think we can handle that. Um, and they're blaming right. the pandemic for the increased prices. This has been working for them for decades, and now all of a sudden they're going to add a quarter and fifty cent. Now I'm trying to figure out what are the things that's going to go up by a quarter fifty cent because right. I usually go to the Dollar Tree because they mm. have the good ghetto candy. They do. You can now, just my, rock up candy. About, here's my issue about the ghetto candy. Mm-hmm. They don't. They only put about four pieces in them bags. I'm not paying another quarter. For that little bit of amount of candy, I'm not paying fifty mm-hmm. cent for that little bit of amount of candy. We just told you you can go, you right. can go to the candlelight house and get a whole mm-hmm. bag of fruities for for a quarter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're not going to give me <laughs> less candy for more money. It ain't happening. So if you're gonna add the twenty, right. add that twenty five cent to your plates and your cups and your ghetto wine glass, Brian got the hotline bling. Okay, add your twenty five and your fifty cents to those things. Okay, that's what needs to happen. But do not fret; it's still gonna be cheap. Um, speaking right. about things that are cheap and don't have any real value, Ashanti um, has now Ooh, got child. her masters, <laughs> and she wants to record an album. The two thousand popular that. singer recently received ownership of her masters, which is a great thing. But with this new ownership, Ashanti says that she wants to re-record her self-titled debut Why? album. Um, but listen, listen, it. Brian, it, it it at least included a few hits, like "Foolish." Okay. Foolish was a song. Okay. Mm-hmm. Foolish was a song. And it included the baby, 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 baby. That's a good one. Baby, 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 baby. So I was doing some research for the podcast and I clicked on that video for baby, 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 baby. And you know what came up? What? An independently made YouTube only <laughs> Ashanti documentary. Somebody took their time. <laughs> And went through that woman's Why? life, and I'm like, "What? What matter of fan are you? Why was somebody making a Shanti documentary? I have no idea why they wasted their time and did that. But are you going to listen to the re-recorded album of self-titled? I, no, I wouldn't listen to the regular one. So you're not going to go back and play the old one? No, like there's nothing in me that says, you know what? I want, 
I feel like I want to play an Ashanti song right now. You don't want to hear, and my days are coming without you, the 2021 version of that, and I'm hurting while I'm with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm nah. a hug, I take no more, I keep, I keep running, back, running to you. back to you. And the thing is, the songs aren't bad, but I'm not going to be like, you know what? I want to hear Ashanti today. Like right. that's, that's not and a thing. Not, the only time Ashanti ever plays is if I'm doing some random Apple playlist. That mm-hmm. already created playlist, and she's uh-huh. on it. Or if I'm listening to a playlist that someone else created based on a certain decade or vibe, and she happens right, to be on right. it. I am yeah. never intentionally typing Ashanti's name in anything to listen not to her a, music. Not not at a moment not in the history of time in my life. I've never I, said, you know what, Ashanti is gonna is gonna put me through. Like I'd never. rather her doves cry. Ooh. Okay. Now that was a song. <laughs> uh that was Prince. A yeah, by the genius yeah. himself. Yeah, Prince is the genius. Yeah, nice. Prince Rogers Nelson. All I right. Speak, speaking of music, if you did not know, the Jigsaw Podcast is a Lola Mitchell stan account. And today, <sighs> we are celebrating the 20-year anniversary of her debut album, Inquiring Mind. Right. Um, it's not really much to say other than the fact that this album dropped in 1998. I was nine years old when I was ex- I was emphatically screaming, where them dollars at? Okay. Where <laughs> them dollars at? Yeah, not Wasn't them. She them. A- them. Dim dollars. Dim. Where them dollars at? Where them dollars at? And Lola's a friend of the podcast and a friend of real life. Just, of just real so life. y'all know. Just so y'all know. When we go just to so LA for our guys' trip, which we're playing, we're going to hang out with Lola Mitchell. We are. So, Lola, I know you're listening right now. So, please. I know you're listening. Be ready. Be ready. It's going to We have a lot to celebrate. Now, let me kick we a little do. something about this lady named Boo. Haven't you heard of some things that Lady Boo is capable to do? Get your mind twisted like some dreads on a Jamaican head. Vicky lingerie, rose petals laying on the bed. Okay? That's the open line <laughs> to where them dollars at. Okay? The girl had bars. All right. I won't go because I love me some Lola. I love me some Lola. Um, me too. Speaking of inquiring minds, a Danish artist had people's minds blowing as he created the ultimate hustle. Jens is his name. He was paid $84,000 Brian to recreate mm-hmm. two of his previous art pieces. Known for his conceptual uh-huh. and activist themes um, the Kunsten Museum, I hope I pronounced that correctly, hired mm-hmm. him for a 2007 and 2010 piece um, that he already created to recreate them and hang them in their museum. But guess what mm-hmm. Jens did instead? What he do? Jen's got a blank canvas and sent it to him <laughs> and entitled the portrait. <laughs> Take the money and run. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love that so much. Run I off mean, with a plug, my nigga. Run off. It was bold, <laughs> but my God, it's art. You can't say it ain't art. He was paid. It now, is. The only though now the way he can be sued though, because he was paid to produce specific things. <laughs> and the fact that he did this was just <laughs> So, I, you know, listen, I love it. I Take love the money it. I'm interested ride. to see what's going to happen over there. In um, if you Danish, what country is it? Amsterdam, is Switzerland. Is, is Amsterdam a city or is it? Uh, uh, it's it's big. I'm I'm. Is it under the influence? No, you would be German. Um, Dutch. I know it's Dutch, right? Is like, it Dutch? Is that it? I think Dutch is like the the, is the culture. I don't know. If so, oh, so ain't no the country. Netherlands. The Netherlands. The Netherlands. The Netherlands. Okay. If, if yes. Dutch, no, 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 right, no, 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 no. It's Danish. Denmark. Denmark. Oh, it's child. Denmark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and edit all that out. <laughs> we don't Danish. know the thing. Clearly, we haven't taken geography in a while. But that happened over there. So, um, anyway, going on to uh, more news. Kiki, um, Kiki Palmer. 
is out I'm here shoot Kiki shoot her and I know Kiki White her fifteen kids. <laughs> Kiki Palm is out here shooting her shot and making threes better than Steph Curry because she Look tweeted at. back in two thousand twenty that she wanted a part in um, Insecure where she would fight Condola because we all know Condola and um, Lawrence broke up and at the end we found out he was pregnant, dressed as him and East was getting back together, so it was everybody hating mm-hmm. Condola, right? Everybody hated mm-hmm. Condoleezza. Um, but it seemed like a joke, but it actually came into reality. We see Palmer in the new, mm-hmm. uh, matter of fact, side note, the the, tr- the new trailer for season five of Insecure dropped today. And if you really want to watch the, you know, you can just watch the premiere with us on October 24th, plug, um, go get your yep. tickets now on, you know, at the Jigsaw on Instagram. Anyway. Yep. Um, but Kiki Palmer, is she standing next to Condola? So we don't know what her role is going to be. We don't know if she's friends of Condola or their enemies. We just know that she's in it. And I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited because I actually like Kiki Palmer. She has I a do. comedic undertone to what she does. She gave us the hit meme and thing. Sorry to this man. You know, mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. And I heard through the grapevine from my great uncle that she like my fourth cousin. Look so, at y'all cousins. We got to we got to support your cousins. I don't know if it's true or not, but my great uncle, my uncle Lonnie, that's the one who know the mm. family history. He said it, and that man <laughs> went. I don't believe that. Man. I don't think my uncle Lonnie seals with a lot of me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I believe it, and she my cousin. We don't mm-hmm. know each other, but she my cousin. You know, um, I, love, I love a girl named Lauren. Lauren's, are, you know, what, what what can we what can we say about Lawrence? They're different. So, huh, Lauren? Yeah, like Kiki's name was Lauren. Kiki Palmer's real name is Lauren. Is it? It is. I had no idea. I, I just know she was Aquila and the Bee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Lauren Palmer. Oh, okay. So where Kiki come from? Uh, I don't know. You know, you know, black people just be giving names, uh, nicknames to people. But Kiki I mean, from Lauren? Is she got I mean, a middle listen, name? I- I'm, 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 that's why we need somebody to come help us out and be our producer. So why would we do, you know, come <laughs> so up with these things? things, right? So why yeah. are you looking at that? Let me move on. Let me move on to the next story. Our kid right, is go going work. to jail. Um, he was he was finally convicted Deserved. of racketeering and sex trafficking by a federal jury in New York, and in all, Kelly could face decades in prison. Um, but Brian, his sentencing ain't scheduled until May fourth of 2022. Why? Why? Just, just do it now. Just and, do it and it's, now. And it's, it's Kiana. Kiana. Lauren Kiana Palmer. Uh, so Kiki makes sense. It makes Kiki perfect makes sense. sense. Sorry. Kiki, okay. Yeah. We're, we're, we're no, there. No, no, no. We're there. It's fine because we're done. We're not going to give our Kelly too much. Too yeah. much attention. I just wanted to let you know. Good, good riddance. Good riddance. Good riddance. Somebody said it's the remix to ignition. Hot and fresh out the prison. <laughs> that's what that's what that's the name that I saw. <laughs> They should uh when they when they come into jail and say seems like you're ready. I would just they should just sing it because he's you know ready to be there. Because somebody's ready to go all the way with Robert. All the way. <laughs> somebody's ready to go all the way with Robert. Um. <laughs> all right, and I'm here at my last story, but I feel like I need to do something before we get into it. Okay. They don't last long. Uh-huh. We get to the point. We know uh-huh. you love it because every fan's favorite joint. Uh-huh. These are Josh Rogers. These are Josh Rogers. Uh-huh. These oh, are Josh oh, oh, Rogers. Athletic abbreviation. Direct us. Direct us. <laughs> direct the people. So I love this it. week, the Josh Rogers athletic abbreviation was sports 
and um, culture collides. What do we call that, Brian? A collision. A LeBron collision. James, LeBron James said uh, that he ain't here to tell people what to do. He is not the leader that he needs to be. James has the vaccine. Uh, we don't know if he got murdered, if he's a Moderna stallion or if he's a Pfizer boy. But whatever the one <laughs> he is, or he got that Johnson and Johnson. Either way, mm-hmm. he has the vaccine, but he tells us that it is not his place to encourage others to get the vaccine as well. Um, earlier in the year, he would not reveal what his vaccination status was, probably because he didn't have it when he asked him. But he has now admitted it, and he says everyone has their own choice to do what they feel is right for themselves and their family. Brian, he said this specifically. He said, we're mm-hmm. talking about people's bodies and well-being here, and it's not my place to tell them what to do. As an avid sports fan and as a mm-hmm. Lakers fan because he's yes. like the leading the leading lady for the Los Angeles right. Lakers. What? Lady How do you lady. feel about this? <laughs> okay, so it, there's I, I think was there's two things that's happening here. Okay. Um, I I watched the Lakers. Yeah, two things. Number one is I watched the Lakers um shout out to Chris Moore. He told me that it was on. I had no clue it was on. I'm a huge Laker fan, but he said that um, the Lakers uh, media day was on NBA TV, mm. and they asked all the players pretty much, you know, what do you think about the, the COVID vaccine? Are you vaccinated? Blah blah blah. Sure. And all, they ha- they took a hard line approach to, and there everyone said the same thing. It was, you know, I got that. I am vaccinated. I did what was best for me and my family. Mm-hmm. And you know everyone needs to take upon themselves to do the research to you know decide what you need to do for your family. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been, I guess, I think that's what they've been coached to say. However, that's terrible guidance. Um, I, but go ahead. However, I do <laughs> believe, um, just by you know, I know you want to be like you know you don't want to you know kind of encourage people, but you should encourage people. Like okay, so my thing is like. Why did you think it was best for you and your family? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, um, like Giannis Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo, he said, like, mm-hmm. I have kids. G- G- Giannis, you know, call. Okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> I still he said, I have say kids. That. I have, have elderly loved ones, <laughs> and I know in order for me to make sure I keep them safe, like I'm going to do the back. I'm gonna get the. I got the. I got vaccinated because I want to keep them safe. Mm-hmm. Um, by just doing the hard line stance of, you know. I did what's best for me and my family, but why is it the best best in your family? And you have the for ability sure. to be like, you know what? I'm not I'm not really encouraging people to do that, but what I'm saying is, like, the re- I did it, but I want you to know, you know, why I did it, right? Yeah. He could even went a little step further and say why he did it. And within that, by you saying why you did it, the next could have somebody else said that you could have been encouraging by saying, you know, I did it because X, Y, Z. And for those that don't want to take the vaccine, I understand that you can or cannot take the vaccine. I get it. Um but uh, I think you probably, you know, I don't know. Like, I think you could have taken a moment to, even if you didn't want to say, y'all should go out there and get it, still be a little more responsible with the platform and say, hey, you know, I did it for me and my family. You know, I think you should really, really consider it, um, you know, because I did it because, you know, I don't want my family to get sick. I care about my family. I care about my loved ones. Um, but he pretty much took a hard stance on being extremely vague. I got it. I- you know, I did. A, I made the decision for me and my family, but it wasn't anything more than that. So, so. 
you know, I feel like he could take it a step further and say, I did it for me and my family. You should do your research. But if we want to get in front of this pandemic, I encourage you all to do the same. Right. Right. Um, and, and, I, and I just feel like that if you are pro vaccine and I'm not telling and that's not to me encouraging people, forcing it on people. I feel mm-hmm. like especially with black folk, we've said this before. Like, we understand the hesitancy that black people have with the vaccine mm. and their distrust in medicine. But at the same time, use your play. Like, why would you put something in your body, right, exactly. that you wouldn't then encourage other people to do so that we can move, you know, we can move toward whatever this new normal or get to this place of finally being in an endemic? Because uh, I, right, right. I heard they're now trying to figure out a pill similar to, like, Tamiflu, where mm-hmm. people get the, you know, get COVID, you know, they can get rid of it so to speak and i'm sure one day we're going to have just like they got cold and sinus and flu medicine they're going to have covid over-the-counter medicine in addition to prescription stuff so we're getting to that space um but maybe he's afraid of his ball you know other people balls will swell up like Nicki minaj's cousin ah, and that fa- the crazy thing was and it's not crazy that was a lie it I was a lie had it freaking they had an scd and Nigga, try to use the freaking COVID Trinidad and Tobago did official research and said no one on this entire island. <laughs> it <laughs> happened to no one. It and I love so me stupid. some Onika Mirage, but right. it happened to no one. Like, girl. Um, I said one. Did I ever say a two? I don't know that you said a two. <laughs> but if you didn't um, get to the two, it's okay if you don't have a two. But if you got it, yeah. we got we, we got the capacity for you. Y- yeah, I think <laughs> I'm gonna make up a two because I don't like I don't like people that say, well. First thing, and then was and they'll the give you a second. <laughs> I, I understand. Um, yeah, uh, I think it's important to get vaccinated. If you're going to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If not, if not, and well, that's the number two. Number two is there's a difference between mm-hmm. um, being pro vaccine and then like vaccine shaming. There's a difference. Like you yes. can be pro vaccine and have like y'all niggas are stupid for not getting vaccinated. Like, honestly, I understand, even though I don't necessarily agree with it, but I can understand people that are saying, you know, I don't trust this. I don't trust that. I don't want to do something. I want to do that. That's fine. Um, but there, he could have been pro vaccine and not vac- and not vaccine shame at the same time. He didn't For do sure. anything. So that was my, that was point number two. So mm-hmm. I had two points. And then he should be a little bit more cautious because LA has the oldest team in the league. <laughs> <laughs> Geriatric. I'm just saying, if we're protecting our elders, <laughs> then they should all be, be, be getting vaccinated. So we won the championship, though. Didn't year. Bill Russell, someone, some other old guy, said that the people not getting vaccinated are being irresponsible? Then he, oh, that was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, NBA legend, number one, number one in scoring, former uh, Laker in the history. Former Laker. Laker. I know the people. Well, hold on, hold on. He's not a former Laker. Once you're Laker, and always a Laker. So he's a Laker, Laker legend. Joshua Jamal Rogers. Okay. The first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> In the city with no lakes. With that being said, understood and accepted. Maybe I'll drink your water, your edamame beans, your chow mein, your fried rice, whatever it is you like to do when you sit in the living room. Let's go on over here over have a conversation. <laughs> Brian do it, please. is on something. <laughs> I am on something. <laughs> High in all the earth. <laughs> I'm not high though, but you know, that's that a good song to sing. And we're moving. <laughs> oh my God. Uh.
All right, good people, we are here gathered in the living room. I'm sitting comfortably in the Lazy Boy. And today we're going to have, you know, I, I, I thought it was, you know, worth a, a pair of seconds of discussion, Brian. If we talk mm-hmm. about friendship. Friends. Yeah, how many of I'm, us have them? Friends. The one we can depend on. We can depend on. Yes. Friends. Gladys Knight said it like this. Keep smiling. <laughs> Keep shining. No, hey, you can always count on me. For sure. For sure. I love it. That's what friends are for. In uh-huh. good times and mm, bad wait. times, I'll yes. be on your side forevermore. Ooh, that's. Uh-huh. What friends are <laughs> for? <laughs> yes, friends, 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 yeah. friends, friends. And today, friends. the two of us, just the two of us, we can make it if we try. Just the two of us. Yes. Brian and I, we're going to talk about friendships. <laughs> we're going to yes. talk about the beauty of friendships. Because we, we're friends. Brian, how long we've been friends? This is 21. I met you um, uh-huh, standing on the corner uh, <laughs> trying to get her out to church. Well, when you, you met me, well, no, at I the met Ames. you in the, at the, at Ames. the Ames. In the Louis, was at it the Louisville? Convention. No, it was Detroit. It was Detroit. Was it Detroit? In 07. It was 07. You went, Detroit you, was 07. You started at Morehouse in, uh, in uh, 07. Right? 07. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was Detroit. We did. We did. D- Detroit was a good aim. It, it was, was good a decent aim. aim. It was a good it was aim. Good aim. It, they had know, uh, 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 metal detectors and glass at the Popeyes. And they, they put did. your thing under the slider like a bank. It, it was in the ghetto. It <laughs> but, was in the ghetto. But, but it was. So I met got, some great people at. But we didn't day. become friends. Yeah. Until August. That is absolutely true. I needed to ride to church and CJ off. Former mutual, how do we want to call that? Mutual friend, current mutual, friend, mutual friend, yeah, mutual friend. We love those waters are muddy, but you know, uh, somebody we both knew. Um, mm-hmm. and not that there's no beef. I don't think either one of us just really talk. We don't. No, nah, we don't yeah, talk. We, really we talk like that we, we used to talk a lot, but we don't yeah, talk yeah, anymore. Yeah. I, I mean, friendships, and, and we'll get into that. Friendships evolve and change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like definitely, definitely. Um, but anyway, a mutual friend at the time introduced us, um, because he was like in and out of the church, not the church like a heathen, but in and out between different <laughs> different churches. Right. He was right. like working at one church, <clears> and, you know, being a member at another, and I mm-hmm. I was completely disinterested in the church that he was visiting. So anyway, Brian became you know my my church buddy. Picked me up, got me taters and and chicken after church and slaw um, and, and, and a sprite and a sprite. I don't think Brian ever went to church and chicken as much as he did until he met me, and he still didn't order anything. He was just taking me there. <laughs> <laughs> Not a thing. He was just taking me there. That chicken was good. Okay. Any. But anyway, um, that's so we've been friends going on for well, not going on fourteen years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, like me and Brian time. kind of instantly clicked. Like there was not a mm-hmm. whole lot of like, oh, we gonna you know, you know, a one year trial period. We kind of instantly clicked. Um, we did. So I'm gonna ask you this, Brian. What is your what is what is friendship to you? Mm. Your definition of friendship. Uh, okay, so I I I um. Friendship is important to me. So, in terms of a definition, mm-hmm. uh, a friend 
What did Jesus say? They stick closer than a brother. Like a friend is somebody you can count on, you can depend on. Uh, someone that is more than an acquaintance. Uh, someone who, uh, you know, you can bond with to a certain level. Yeah. Um, that's probably my definition. I don't know if that was a really good definition, but that's what I have at, at this moment. Gotcha. Thank you, Smirnoff. Um, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> that's all I got. Um, I would agree. I, I actually, in my in my later years, as I'm growing, I, mm-hmm. I see friendships as relationships, right? I think we try to uh-huh. um, categorize them differently, but it is a it is a type of relationship. And I hold my uh-huh. friendships um, real close to the chest because mm-hmm. I saw a meme today, you know, or a, a Twitter post or something asking, "Is your high school best friend still your friend today?" And absolutely not. Um, I don't even talk oh, to many know. people who I went to high school with. Um, I have, it's like one or two people in my life from that era. Um, but like my high school best friend isn't my best friend today. Um, one of my really, really good friends in high school, I don't even talk to anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some of them went to high school with y'all, they dead and drugged out. So no. Um, well, strong all the way out. Yeah. So yeah. So no. But I will say that because of that, the friendships that I made like in college and beyond and those that have been able to last the test of times, mm-hmm. I hold them really close to my heart uh, because they are really vital relationships. They fuel me, they feed me, um, mm-hmm. and they're super, super important. I want to ask you this. How has your friendship, your definition of friendship evolved over time? So like when you were a little kid and you made friends in the sandbox up until like adult Brian, how has that definition and perspective changed? Uh, yeah. Okay. So a perfect example right now, my daughter's in daycare. For sure. And they use the word friend so loosely. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, anybody in your classroom is your friend. Uh-huh. Right? So, so when you're younger, it's like you meet somebody, y'all hit it off. Oh, we're friends. Right? We're friends. Yeah. I think, I think the older you get, you kind of realize what that actually means. And friendship is not as loosely based as it used to be. Right? Uh-huh. Um, and I think older, <clears throat> um, friendship... Is becomes a little more compartmentalized, like like I have <clears throat> levels of friends, mm-hmm. right? Some people I would call my friends, but then there are certain levels I would call like my family, like my best friends, like you know, toward their friends, but then now they're like their brothers, like kind of friends, right? For so, sure, <clears throat> I could say that I have a good amount of friends, yeah, but then there's levels of friends where like some of them are like. You know, you and you and Chris, Chris Moore, shout out to Chris Moore, uh, are like I would say, y'all are my brothers. To a, in a not to offend anybody else that's listening to podcasts, we are still friends. But like, <clears throat> if I were to say I have two friends above everyone in life, is you and Chris, like without a shadow of a doubt, like no one else comes close. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even. And I do apologize if I offend anybody, but there, you know, don't think in any way y'all say you know y'all are closer to me than than Josh and. And Chris, say so. no better. Um, <laughs> um, very, very similar sentiment. I think as I've grown, I begin to understand where people fall. So I had the acquaintances, mm-hmm. I had the associates, mm-hmm. I have the the people like that's right outside of the inner circle. Then I have my inner mm-hmm. circle, and um, I do. I have you and Chris who are mm-hmm. super, super close. But I've been also blessed to have mm-hmm. a group of college homies that have mm-hmm. like also my family good guys um, too yeah solid people and then i was able to add one more piece to that super super inner circle which is mm-hmm. my ace 
um, one of my line brothers who I became really close to, my ace brand. Yep. And those mm-hmm. are the people who I will, uh, as they say, you know, kill a brick and shoot a rock for. Um, oh, because I hide a body for some niggas. Yeah, yeah, all that, right? I, I would do that. <laughs> uh, and nobody's closer to me than th- that group of people that I just described. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, I've been through, li- I've done life with them and they- they've been a part of some of the most pivotal things. And there's very little that, you know, mm-hmm. all of those people don't know about me and that I don't mm-hmm. trust. And that, you know what I'm saying? Like, there are certain things, if I know if something came out about me, I pretty much know. Oh, yeah. I know the, oh, the yeah. core five people to go to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. who was it? <laughs> which one of y'all niggas? Who which one I get y'all tail whooped? <laughs> right, right. Because this wasn't supposed to who, be in my biopic. This was not supposed right. to be in my biopic. Okay. Right. Who, um, who fighting? Listen, so, but anyway, so yes, I, it definitely evolved because again, when I was in college, because I kind of came to college with no. Like no, I, nobody from my high school went came not even not to just Morehouse came to Atlanta <laughs> for mm-hmm. school, so I didn't even right. have that piece. And then, like I said, even when I graduated, um, I don't know that I left high school with this just big huge group of friends. Mm-hmm. Now there's some people who I was cool with because I would come on breaks and hang out with people when I got back home. Right. Um, but th- some of those friendships kind of faded as I got older in school as well. Now one of my mm-hmm. good friends at the time, he would come to Atlanta. He came to a homecoming before mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But we. You know, our friendship kind of ended around my wedding. He got mad that he wasn't in it. Um, Nigga. Whole thing. Um, but anyway, but based on that, my 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 definition has changed and I've been able to been to be real critical about who I call a friend, even from colleagues yep. at work and stuff like that. Like, we may be really cool at work, but that don't mean you're my friend. And there's a few colleagues who have become friends. Uh, very mm-hmm. few. Very, very, very few. But, you know, it has it has happened um, over time. So with that being said, Brian, what 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 is it that you look for in a friend? Um, This is going to sound super cliche, super millennial, but like a good vibe. First and foremost, Mm -hmm. Um, like I don't like people who are just freaking buzzkills like Mm -hmm. and, and, and I am, you know, I'm a type of person like I like to have a good time like. Clearly, we was at the Lenithia having a great time. Yes. Um, I'm also super sensitive about my my surroundings. So, like, or even sensitive, selective, whatever you want to call it. Like, so I don't want to be around somebody who's just whack. Um, this is going to sound super shallow, but it's not really what it is. I don't like people. I don't like friends who are like always like tripping about money. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like that is a huge friendship turnoff. Like, girl, enjoy the lunch. Like, enjoy the lunch. Enjoy the lunch. Like, I don't like friends that are super sensitive you about money. Get that man on the podcast. <laughs> we do. His name was quite Corey or something like that. I think his name is. I can find him. Um, but I, super sensitive about money. I don't like that. Um, people that are. I'm trying to kind of think. I'm saying more things that I don't like about people. Uh, that will look for in a friend. Um, like. Uh, and and this is when it's in the certain levels. Like I have certain feedback, I have confidants. Like so, you and Chris are my confidants. I can tell you all stuff. I'm not telling anybody else anything or certain things. Um, I mm-hmm. look for people who who can hold a conversation. Like you know, what I'm saying I can talk to you about certain things that are cultured, right? Yes. Like you know, that's a thing. Like if you don't know how to talk about anything other than like one topic, like you know, let's not talk about that. Like shout out to my coworker friend Philip. 
I love you, bro. Appreciate you. Um, we can have a conversation about anything. Friend of the I podcast, invite, friend of real friend life. Friend of the podcast, friend of real life. I've invited him to things outside of work and, and, and better and invite him to things like with my closer friends, right? So um, because he's a he's cultured, he understands things, he has a great background, all that kind of stuff. He's a fun person. Um, so fun, culture, um, not really um, uh, caught up on money. What's another thing that I look forward into friends? Um, just what's something that just really bothers me about folks i don't know i'm I'm gonna throw that to you because i could probably think of some things sure um so one of the things i look for in a friend is someone who's non-judgmental oh that's um, a good one and not just and that's not for me because i like to be Mm -hmm. i like friends who can hold me accountable and call me to the carpet so right i say judgmental i don't like when I say judgy, like people who have disdain for people because of their lifestyle or yes, where they came, where they came from, or what school they mm-hmm. like. It's in the HBCU community, we make jokes about other HBCUs, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I respect anyone who went to school who didn't go to school. Right, that doesn't really right. matter whether you went to the Yale or you went to Southwest Community College in Memphis. Like, you know, right. what, or if you just got a freaking high school diploma or your GED, like wh- whatever it is. I respect you because I mean, I have a grandmother who only had a 10th grade education, but one of the greatest hustlers I've I've ever known, like one of the most business savvy women Mm. that I know. Right. So like that really doesn't matter. And I respect education and I honor the sacrifice Mm. that people have, but I don't judge or put value on relationship because, (coughs) you know, how far someone has ascended in the ranks of academia. Right. So people who judge Mm -hmm. people on their lifestyle, their identity, uh, where they come from, what they do, who do all the kind of shaming. I can't do that. I I can't do that. I can't do that. And I Mm -hmm. I know there are cultural jokes. Like I make jokes all the time. I think I said one time, I ain't arguing nobody who microwave sit on the counter because I'm just not right. (laughs) (laughs) But 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 real talk though, like if you're in a space where that's the apartment that you could afford, like who am I to really judge that, right? You know what I'm saying? So like right, there's a big right. difference between like cultural jokes and memes and really having an attitude or position against somebody for right. who they are and everything like that. Um, right. Like the one elitist thing, type type situation. Yeah, for sure. So another thing that yeah. I value in front, what I look for in front, someone who's trustworthy. Um, who's mm-hmm. dependable? Someone who's gonna do what they say. Um, mm. I'm not the person who gets mad if plans get canceled, but don't become so right. flaky on me that I can't trust. You know, what I'm saying what we're going to do. I don't like right. that. I know that mm-hmm. we're all busy, but if every time we get together, you cancel five minutes before or the day before, like right. at some point, you know what I'm saying. So, like people who are about their life, who gonna say I'm gonna do this, and they, you know, they actually do what they say they're going to do. So people are dependable. Mm. Trust somebody who I can really give. You know pieces of my heart to, and you value it, right? Um, right, right, right. So that's important to me. Um, someone who has a great sense of humor, because I'm gonna laugh. That, I like to laugh. Yeah. I like yes, to enjoy laugh. life. Um, yeah, that's a good you know one. what I'm saying. So we can't laugh and joke and you know about certain things. Like then I don't want to be around you. And like to Brian's point, I love people who can talk about culture, the opera, yeah. and museums, and all the mm-hmm. kind of things that we can explore different things together in terms of culture. Right. But like I don't want to sit and talk about politics all day. I don't want to sit and like I, I work in diversity, equity, inclusion. So as right. much as as much as I love reading white folk and talking about race, because I do it for a living now, sometimes right. I really don't want I really don't want to dig deep into that at every right. turn of conversation. But because I'm black, I'm open to those quick. conversations. But 
Let's right. talk about the housewives and how Cynthia Bailey not coming back. Okay, right. Let's let's talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Or let's talk about you know what I'm saying? any other wretched thing on TV or something that's going down. Um, you know what I'm saying? The fact that Will Smith looks like Jada Pinkett is taking him through the ringer and why he looks so old because the man of God didn't look he, that old just a couple of years ago in Bad Boys the he, finale. Um, he looks stressed. He looks terrible now. He looks terrible now. Um, but anyway, so that's so a person who is versatile. In, mm-hmm. in what they that's, bring, that's good. Um, that's good. A, a good personality, and I think that's relative because everybody mm-hmm. has has different definitions of that. So I'm okay with you being bougie. I'm okay with you being the uppity because people call me bougie and uppity and stuck up and all this kind of things. But yeah, like I've said before, happen. I'm an onion. And when you get past <laughs> that first layer, you know that resting, um, that resting bee face. I am a mm-hmm. sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> I will give my last. I will help you in any right, way that I can. Right. I will offer my services to a certain point mm-hmm. for free. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? All the things. So, right. um, so when I say a good personality, somebody who's just who I vibe with. And mm-hmm. you know, to Brian's point, not to be real millennial Gen Z esque, but vibes are a thing, and energy vibes is a are thing. A thing. And, it um, is a thing. And, and I got the Holy Ghost, so I can pick up on bad Ooh, spirits. Shut up you know what I'm saying? So if, you, so if you got a bad spirit, uh huh. I don't want no parts of it. I don't that. want no parts of it. You know, shout out to some of the young people who I used to um, be in proximity with at the church I used to go to. They sit oh. on the second row. Uh, but Jesus. What, what, I'm, what, I'm saying, Jesus. what I'm saying is that I know bad you spirits know you know. and I know bad people. Rebuke um, them. Uh, you listen. So I, I don't have that. And another thing that I just look for um, in friendship are people who are like-minded individuals. So while yeah. everybody does not, I don't want you to agree with me and everything. I just told you I like to be held accountable. I like to be pulled to the carpet. I like to have discussions about, you know, opposing opinions about different things. But I do like people with kind of with similar, uh, not necessarily personality traits, but um, um, values and ethics. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. so, so while everybody mm-hmm. may not work out like me, right, but somebody who's at least concerned about their health, who thinks about it, right. um, people right. who, and, and there's a few things that comes with working out, like discipline and dedication, like those kind of things translate differently. So for me, yep. that may translate in health and wellness, but for you, that may really be in terms of your career. So like mm-hmm. different things that people value in terms like that, like getting a bag and people right. who have dreams and ideas. I like to be around other busy people because they understand mm-hmm. busyness, right? Because I'm a very right, busy guy. Right. And I've met some people who don't live those kind of lives and they always think I'm lying when I say I can't do it. But nigga, I got like three jobs, a wife, right. two kids, mm-hmm. kids who are now in soccer and basketball now, Brian. Um, wow. <laughs> I try to work out and have a... So I, I don't have a lot of capacity for social time. So it's not that... You know what I'm saying? I don't want to hang out with you. It, it means that I just don't have capacity. So having people who understand life... And everything mm-hmm. that comes with it understands that um, I'm willing to give you all of me up until a certain point because I need that for my family and all these other things. Um, right. So that's the kind of stuff I look for. And when you can't bring that kind of stuff to the table at this grown age of 32, mm-hmm. then, you know, we kind of questioning what friendship looks like. If right. we're going to be for real, for real. Yeah, um, so let me ask you this, Brian, considering yep. all of that, what is mm-hmm. what is your longest existing friendship to date? Oh, uh, okay. So we're just talking about, uh, oof. Like a real friend. Real friend. I have a real friend, but we, like, we talk probably once a week via text message, but like, I wouldn't put them in the same category as far as like closeness, as far as my close friends. Uh, white dude I know uh, from middle school. We, we, we cool. Um, we talk via text. We don't really talk on the phone. Like, I don't know if a lot of people do that these days, but we text at least 
you know, once a week, maybe every other week or something like that. So we're we've been in friend we've been friends since like middle school. So I don't know what, what year that is, how long that was. It's a long time for you, uh, bro. That's a long time. Um, so You're over 36. twenty years, I want to say. Yeah, so it's been over twenty years. <laughs> well over. Um, yeah, well over twenty years. Um, but other, you know, so I've had friends, but I'm, that's the one person I think that's the oldest I actually talk to. If anything, via text message, every once in a while, like, "Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Mm-hmm. Checking in on you, all that kind of stuff." Um, we haven't hung out in years, but you know, I would still consider him a friend. But in terms of like close friends, it's probably been like you and Chris, and I was I met Chris in 05. Okay, so, so uh, that's I a met minute. Chris in five. 05, and I met you in... 07, so that's, seven. what, 16 years? Yeah, so it's been a minute. So, um, yeah, 16 years. 16 years. Yeah, I would say outside of you, Chris, and, you know, Brian, Johnny, and Jason, that's about 14 years for y'all, but one of my oldest friendships that still exists is with my one of my my childhood best friend uh, from back home, mm-hmm. Caitlin. Um, mm-hmm. we, I've been knowing her since I was like... Ooh, maybe nine, ten-ish. And mm-hmm. we became like real, we became like friend friends, like early high school. So when I was like 14, 13, like we really became, so you're talking about like 21 years That's of friendship. And we've experienced our highs and lows and a season where we didn't like really talking for, and we were, we, you know, we were grown and we've had mm-hmm. those tough conversations and we've all matured yeah. and understood. And we'll get into that a little bit when we talk about men and women being mm-hmm. friends. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, my longest friendship to date has to be with her. And we're still, cause she's still, um, just really good people, one of the closest people right. um, that I've known, and I'll, and a really a family friend. Like her and my big sister are really good friends. And when I yeah. when I come to Memphis, she be at my mama's house, and like you know all that kind of stuff. So like uh, I would say that's one of my longest friendships to date. Um, and and um, yeah, I think that's <laughs> I think that that yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, uh, <laughs> so speaking of Sorry. friendship, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Brian was fighting this stuff in the spirit. Um, <laughs> speaking of uh, friendship longevity, uh, how do friendships fuel you? In what ways do you know? How do they serve you? Uh, I think my fr- it's just. Let me see how how would I say this? I think my friends are like an outlet. Okay. Um, I think if, at the biggest thing is y'all like an outlet. Because um, this is this is going to sound really bad, but it's the honest truth, mm-hmm. right? You're not your a hundred percent authentic self when you're, when you're in your marriage. Let me be honest with ourselves. You, you're not really okay. You don't really say everything in, in, well, in your marriage. I write this down for a future podcast episode. Go ahead. Right, <laughs> and, and this is my theory, my thought process, because you can't say everything. Because if you said, if you literally said, if you said everything that was on your mind to your spouse, they probably would be like, "Nah," mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and because sometimes it's about them. It's really about the fact that like they get in your nerves, and you don't want to be like, "This person gets my nerves." I'm gonna say blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like if we be if we being real honest with the situation. Um, so I think sometimes it's, it's outlet, it's accountability, it's, um, the ability to get a second opinion on certain things. Um, if anything, not to be spiritual or deep iron sharpening iron, mm-hmm. um, you can be, it can be a, a certain level of vulner, vulnerable with your friends. You can be with your, with even with your partner. Mm-hmm. Like I think, um, because I think in some cases you, you, in some situations you want, you know, you may want to think through certain things and. Um, 
and really be like naked in, in a sense of like, you know, I, I don't know how I think about this. Right? For sure. If, you know, if, if, if that makes any sense, you know what I'm saying? No, that it sounded, makes, no, no, no. It, it sounded it, really bad. No, it makes sense. And I don't think it sounds bad. I think for me, I agree. I agree. I don't want to say to a point because I don't necessarily disagree. I think mm-hmm. my perspective on it is a little different. Yeah. Um, the way I've seen it, instead of me being like, oh, I, I'm not my 100% self with my with my wife or my spouse, mm-hmm. I think that there's a level, I don't even want to say level, but there's a piece of vulnerability honesty. with mm-hmm. my friends that right. sometimes I don't have with my wife until I reconcile that with my friends and possibly yeah, bring yeah, it yeah. to her, that, if, that, if that makes that, sense. You articulated exactly what I'm okay, trying to say. Okay, That's yeah, because, like, because again, because okay. again, let's use the point of like we're in disagreement. Um, if I don't, if I'm having beef with you, then sometimes it's not wise for me to go to you first. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's wise for me to go to my friends and then and say right. all the crazy stuff that's in my head that I would never mm-hmm. say to you. Never. And say sometimes it. it's not. It's, sometimes it's not to hide it. Sometimes it's to mm-hmm. get it out. Yeah. Because I'm yeah, so yeah, frustrated yeah. and this is exactly how I feel. So I do right. all the if then scenarios. I do the, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever. And right. I've consistently said the thing, you know, one bill is going to be paid in my house for his life insurance. Um, you know, so, <laughs> so you know, I have that conversation. Um, but mm-hmm. but that allows me to get all that stuff out so that I can come to you a little bit more level headed. I have conversation. And then to your point, Brian, there have been times I've thought through concepts and ideas with you and Chris. And some of my other friends, before I talk, I brought it to Asher. Right. Um, because sometimes Asher's concern is, well, you already busy. How you going to do that? And blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. blah. And sometimes I don't want that. I don't want right. that. Yeah, Especially I when want... the idea is fresh. I want right. it, the, the questions Nigga, you I can have, do it. Right. You can do it. And then <laughs> the questions, all right, well, cool. Now that we gotten past that, so what does this look like, Josh? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Encourage me first, and then let's get to it. Um, and sometimes right. if you bring it to your partner, it can be a real cool, how you gonna do, where the money gonna come from? How you gonna pay for that? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then, it's the, it's the and then I gotta all. be Josh with the receipts the same way you pay for them braids you got last. Like I got, so now I got, <laughs> and I, and I don't want right. to go there. I don't want to turn. Right. Be a that's, very, that's true. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so it really, dep- so yeah, so I get what you're saying. Totally. I get what you're saying a hundred percent. And those are some of the ways that my friendships fuel me. And, 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 and then yeah. we're we going to keep it a bug. It is the accountability piece. It is the piece. Mm-hmm. That says like, um, you know, when I would, when I, when I would do good, evil is present and it's presenting sometimes that evil to my friends and, mm-hmm. you know, and giving them access and space to me in ways, um, that checks me. Right. That keeps, you know what I said? That keeps me correct. Um, so, um, yes. And then sometimes you just want to hang out with your boys or your, yeah. your friends, you know what I'm saying? And just. And we've talked about this before. And being in a space where you ain't nobody husband, you ain't nobody daddy, yeah. you ain't nobody co-worker. Like, you are just, your, you with your boys. And, you know, you know, and, you know, I'm being, uh, I'm using an analogy here, but I could just fart and let my balls hang loose. Like, you know what I'm saying? I could just be yeah. me. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? And not that that's literally what I'm doing, but, like, I don't yeah. really have any cares. I can just... You know, as they say, let it all, as Little Richard said, let it all hang out. Let it all hang let out. Let it all hang yeah. out. So I, I would agree with that. And I, and I would say the three A's and, and within that kind of reiterate what we said. Uh, it's like authenticity, accountability, and then activity. Like, yes. I think that's what friendship is to me. Like, if I can find people who can, you know, I can be authentic with, um, you know, get some accountability, but also do engage in activities and have a great time with, then that's, that's to me is a good, a good friend. Yeah. Like, to kind of go back to what, what And not is. the friend, to your point earlier, not the friends who are cheap. 
No. No and, and this is no disrespect to anybody who's who I'm not I'm not income shaming. I am not job we've shaming. All been, we've all been at the level where we couldn't afford certain been. things and do and, and, and think of it, we've been friends when we were poor. Through those phases. Yeah, through those phases. So like we we've all come up together. Yes. Like so it's not a and thing that's the to thing, wear. And that's, like, and that's just and that's just and okay, ooh, let's stay right. Let's pause right there for a minute. Let's pause. Because there. we're in the space in life to where I'm not going to income shame you, but what I'm mm-hmm. also not going to do is dump mm-hmm. down my experience because somebody can't afford it. I'm just let's not doing that. it. Let's I'm just not. That. And if you and that's the thing. So either one or two <laughs> things are going to happen. I'm going right. to cover you to a certain extent so that you can mm-hmm. enjoy it, or I'm going to exclude you from said event. That's it. Yeah. I'm not planning my birthday based on it's the, mm-hmm. the days are over where I'm going to Red Lobster because everybody can afford it. If I say right. we're going to the that's Ritz the and eating at the Ritz Buffet and the Ritz Buffet is $90 a person for brunch, if you don't want to pay $90, like, then don't come. Like, and it's, and, we're, and that's nothing against you. And that may sound hard, but it's not. <clears throat> like This is right. what I want to do. And I am... And as me being the center of my life, putting me first or something, you know, I've yep. been working on the therapy, like I'm not going to allow you and your circumstance to control what I do. Uh, so that means yep. if you don't get to celebrate me on a certain level, then maybe we can meet for coffee. And that's fine. And, and, exactly. and, I, and I'm a great enough a person with that. And because I enjoy friendship and your camaraderie, that would be mm-hmm. enough. But if but right. if you can't do these, I'm not going to be. I may be a little disappointed because I really would want you there. Uh, but if you can't, I get it. You don't have the income, and that's and that's fine. Because I was in a space. A I remember mm-hmm. when me like you know we've been poor. When me and Ash first got married, our friends, although they weren't rich in that space, they were spaces they are in now. They would do certain things. Me and Ash like we can't go. One mm-hmm. because we have babysitter, but two we also couldn't afford it. Yeah, so and just I, like that, we can't go, and we season. hung out with our friends. Mm-hmm. We was we was doing game nights at our house, splitting pieces of pieces. Everybody put five dollars mm. in because that's what we could afford. And if they didn't want right. to do that, then we catch right. y'all at the next time. Like, and we didn't feel any less friends. It's just right. what we couldn't do. So yeah, <clears throat> but and, and but it could also gonna come a time where, like you said, it's gonna be like nigga, we in our thirties. Something something has to give. Like, and as a friend, you're gonna be like. Bro, sis, like we're in our thirties. Like, what is your what is your game plan mm-hmm. at this point in your life? What is your game plan to be able to? And it's not like keeping up with the Joneses, but it's the fact of like we don't even be out here stunting like crazy, right? Right. But it's like, what is it? What c- can you do to just enjoy life? And I'm a type of person. I hate like being. And this goes to, goes back to my thing. I like people with bad vibes. I hate going to places where people are like we're talking about money too. Like going places where people like just don't have it, and like you're on a trip and you don't have it. And all you're complaining about is not having. Um, like just I'd rather you just stay at home because that's stay just home. a buzzkill. Be like, oh, we, um, we gotta go to this restaurant. We can't go to Chili's. No, first I don't eat Chili's in Atlanta, so I'm not going out of town to Chili's. Chili's. Right? Yeah, I don't eat um, Applebee's in Atlanta. I don't eat. I don't nah. eat. I hop in Atlanta. I don't eat. I hop anywhere. Right. But my right. point is, is that I'm not coming. Like you know what I'm saying. So to that, that's the same thing too. If I know, I would turn down a trip if I only know that my my level of affordability can only get me there. Right. If yeah, I can yeah, just get there and then get there and then still be broke, there, I'm not going. Yeah. Don't go to that. Yeah. That's a that's a message for y'all. If you if you can only afford to get there, then don't go. Then don't go because then you're not enjoying like, the trip. Yeah, if you can't afford to get there, eat well, do some shopping and, and I, I, sightseeing I, 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 and attractions. I don't even take shopping out because Asha, okay. Asha is the kind of person who doesn't necessarily like shopping on vacations. And not because oh, she can't shopping. do it. She's just like, 
her thing is I can go to the mall anywhere. So if we're gonna do stuff, I rather you know what I'm saying? And that's just her perspective. Now she True. gonna go if the group goes, but she's True. never gonna put it on her list versus me. I'm looking up the outlets, I'm looking up what mall is out there. I'm, I'm looking up yes. all the things because for me, you know, as a shopper, as somebody into fashion, different regions have different things. So there may be some at this HM or this Macy's or this Saks or this Nordstrom's that the ones in Atlanta don't have. <laughs> and I yeah. and I and I wanna do it. Um, like I went, like when I went to Miami, I went into Saks and I bought um, um, uh, uh, a Garcon T-shirt to go mm. with my Garcon Chucks, and I paid a <laughs> nice penny for that shirt. But I wanted right. it, and I could afford it, and I decided I had just got a, a, a check from Blavity, so I had like extra money in my pocket. So, so I, you know, what I'm saying I, I wanted it. Um, and and that was my opportunity to buy some luxury stuff for me, right? And it was a mm. you know early birthday gift, whatever. I said all that to say, like you know, what I'm saying like to Brian's point, even if it ain't shopping, but if you need to eat well, if we're gonna do yeah. excursions and experiences, yeah. you know, what I'm saying I don't want to be like we're gonna go do this and then you like well, I ain't got a hundred dollars to do that. Like then now we feel right. bad. We gotta think about it. leave you at the hotel and blah blah right. blah 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 blah. blah. So, I can ruin like, a friendship, man. And it can because it would be so irritating. About all the stuff that you're not doing, that now I'm mad at you. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm resenting you because I can't enjoy my vacation. Exactly, exactly. Because you came, and I can't do things that I want to do. Come, I'm, I'm reducing my full potential of having a freaking a, great turn great up time because you can't because afford you. it. And so, and that's the thing. So me again, me and Brian are not income shaming. We're not saying that we're going to be friends with anybody because, like, this time last year, I didn't have a job. I was laid off. So if somebody said, you know what, mm-hmm. the pandemic is slowing down. Let's go to Tulum. I'd be like, we ain't going because I, I couldn't have, and, and I don't, and I wouldn't have been any less right. friends with Brian and Lauren if they went with some other couples. Um, but I'm again, I'm not getting to Tulum to penny pinch. I'm not, I'm just not doing right. it personally. I'm not doing it. Um, But I will, I will say this. um, Although me and Brian are not income shaming and talking about people who don't have it, just be, what we're saying is be honest with where you are. And that's just not trips. That's anything in life. Whether we're like my college friends, we do a, um, we do a secret Santa and the minimum gift amount is $50. You can't spend anything lower Mm. than $50. And it's just like, that's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? So like, don't come in this group. And, you know, being adjacent, because I know Ash's cousin got in the group. She wanted to be a part of the crypto. We told her, like, don't come here trying to lower the amount, because this is what it said. And if you don't want to do, you know, so it's one of those things where we love you, but if you don't want to be a part of it, if you don't want to spend that money, then you right. ain't gonna, you just don't be in it. So I think there's an honesty piece there around money. Mm-hmm. And just like money can damage a, fr- a, a relationship, a marriage, it can damage mm-hmm. a friendship for sure. Um... So let's 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 do this as we get ready to almost round out the conversation. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna skip right. a question because this kind of goes to what we were just talking about. What is a sure okay. way that a friendship can end? Because <laughs> we kind of get uh, a little bit. Oh, okay. So friendship could end. Um, I am big on trust uh, and. Like loyalty, you know, because I'm, I'm a type of person, you know, I'm a loyal. Like, again, I, I would hide the body, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we've joked about this. Like, I would hide the body, nigga, you'd have the alibi for everybody, you know what I'm saying? And then Chris would go on the PR campaign and be like, hey, this is what happened, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so we've had the conversation. So, like, I think the, the fact of the matter is like being extremely loyal, like, don't, don't like play both sides of the fence. And 
like if if we if we friends, let's be friends. But like, don't be on some like finicky type yeah. stuff. Like, don't do that. Um, money's a big thing. Um, and like certain people, like I'm cool. Like I don't like loaning that money, but certain people, like say say it was Tulum, right? Like I would, I probably would. If you would say I wanted to go, we probably would have just paid for y'all to go. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the kind of friends I am. I'm like mm-hmm. that diehard friend. So it's the, like once you, but once you like kind of like cross me on some like shady stuff, you know what I'm saying? That I can't be, I can't be friends anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, for I, sure. I, I can't be friends anymore. So any like shade, like anything like that, because I'm either I love you or I hate you kind of person. So um, like I'm just. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of anything specific. I don't think I ever said anything specific. Um, that would lose a friend. Mm-hmm. Can't steal from me, of course. That's the thing. Yeah, don't steal. Um, while you're thinking, me. I would say if you do anything damaging or say anything about my children, oh, that's a good one. I yeah. will destroy yeah. you. Um, I will out. Not to threaten people, but I would murder somebody for my child. Yeah, like, and and it's and again, it's not to say like jokes and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Because you know what I'm saying. My kids are no limit soldiers. So I mean, so so within <laughs> context, you know what I'm saying. Things like that, we making little jokes about kids. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, Chris son right now, you know, got just like Chris Moore and can't don't open. I mean, he sleep most of the time since right. he's a newborn, but he already got <laughs> right, the tight but, eyes like his daddy. You know what I'm saying? Right, so he, like, right. you know, and he got he got the hair like Chris. Or you look, he looked like a baby Schmolette just like his daddy, right? So you know. Say, but but like you know, say within context, things like that. Okay, cool, whatever. Some real, you know real what I'm saying? Like Brooklyn riding around in her pink Cadillac already. You know what I'm listen, saying? A bougie, listen. aka, and she ain't even two yet. You know, so like <laughs> in context for sure. But if you get to yeah. really start talking like down like on children, your mouth on our kids. or putting your mouth on my kids, or saying something like that and stuff like that, then nah, <clears throat> we got yeah. problems. We got major um, problems. It, right. Um, if it, my spouse, yeah, when it comes to my spouse, di- disrespecting my spouse or anybody in my or. Di- majorly disrespecting one of my other close friends can yeah. get you messed yeah. up because I understand everybody and that's the thing that's what man and I didn't have this on the on the in, in the conversation we can go into here all mm-hmm. friendship circles don't cross pollinate well right um now sometimes it's inevitable because birthday parties and holiday functions mm-hmm. and blah 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 right. but that doesn't mean everybody's gonna be like cool from different mm-hmm. friend circles and that's okay all i ask is that because mm-hmm. of my relationship that you respect right. them i can know that you don't like them but do right. not disrespect them at least not to me because what that's yeah. what that's going to say is that you don't even respect me enough to honor the friendship that i have with them so unless yeah. that person has done you dirty dirty Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Y'all have y'all own. Now, if y'all want to go in a corner and fight, that's y'all thing. But don't come to me with no garbage and no foolishness yeah. about somebody. And, you know, my mom and my dad and my sister, like all of them kind of like, I'm, I'm not going to tolerate that. Um, yeah. The one, the other thing that I just want to point out for me if, to mm-hmm. end our friendship is if I find out, I don't mind people talking bad about me to you, but it's if I find out what your response was. And if it yeah. was not in defense of me, yeah, yeah. Then we got beef. Oh yeah. Or if, if you, you don't, br- or if you don't bring it to me, and I found out that you knew, yeah, we got beef. Yeah, we we <laughs> fight. Beef. We fight. Um, Big beef. Even if I was the one wrong, the fact that it's circulating, and yeah, and, and you're not oh. telling me, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? I'm your boy. That's it. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's another thing too. Is like if you are mm. running with mischief with my name, like yes. you're the one going out there. 
you know, talking negatively about me and you're running with it, or even if like you're involved in it, like, like, like fam, I, and I, again, like I, you know, y'all know me. I, I don't have new friends. It's not a thing. Mm. Um, so if, if you become like a, a friend that I'm like cool with and you like do something, it's, it, it's an easy, it's an easy snip snip for me. Um, so like, nah, like don't, don't do that. Don't do yeah. that. So that's, so that's if you come at if you come at me and mine's, then then it's a, it's an issue. Yeah, and definitely like you said, anyway. money, money can be something that can destroy a friendship, like loaning money and things yeah. like that. So I only do that with people who I feel like one could pay me back, but also I sometimes when I really loan money, I don't really expect to get it back. Um, yeah, it's the yeah. It depends. Yeah. Now some people I do hold accountable, but for the most part, like if I give you fifty dollars, I'm like I ain't really. now if you give it back, I, I am gonna tell you I want my money. But in the grand scheme of things, if I don't get it back, I'm okay. But don't be a nigga about it. That's it'd be the principle. Like, don't right. be walking around here owing me two, three hundred dollars, and then I see you buying consistently. Like, like today, I posted a pair of J's that my wife got me as a second part of my birthday present. Mm-hmm. It came late. I don't want to see you in no new Jordan ones. You owe me three hundred dollars. That's a, that's almost two hundred dollars nah. shoe. So, I don't, and I'm not telling you that you can't live life, but you're buying a sneaker. That you don't need before you give me my three hundred dollars, and that's yeah. a problem. Like living your life, buying a few things, I ain't gonna fault you for getting you something to eat. You went to a restaurant, but right. being luxurious with my money, <laughs> technically, <laughs> that's, it's a slap in my face because I loaned you this because you didn't need it, and now you're right. in a better place. And it's like right. you you doing all the things except. I mean, because because the Jordans don't equal three hundred, but that could have been a nice down payment toward what you owe. <laughs> what right. you owe? You over shining, nigga, and you owe right. me money. Right, and you owe me money, and you yeah. put it on Instagram. I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like you in my face, right? Just, you know, and I yeah, even yeah, and, that's, I, I, and that's the thing. I'm not even missing the money. It's the principle. It would be the principle. Yeah. So like, don't be on no shady stuff like that. And then like, I think all would be well. That does not mean we won't disagree. Well, it's not mean that we won't have right. a conflict, but it just means that there are certain types of conflict that can really, you know, get to the end of a friendship. Um, yeah. Segwaying into that, we're going to wrap it up soon, is how do you resolve or approach conflict in, in, in friendships, Brian? Uh, weirdly, oddly, I don't think I've had too many, like, legit conflicts in my friendships. Okay. Um, we've had disagreements, but, like, legit conflicts? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've had, like, any legit conflicts. Um, but I think if there would be a conflict, it would have to be just have the conversation. Like, what is the situation? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in a certain level too, like if that's your friend, you're gonna try to find ways to avoid the conflict. You know, so you nip certain things in the bud. Like you mm-hmm. kind of try to find ways to avoid any potential conflicts. Uh, it shouldn't even get to a conflict. If anything, it'd be like, hey, I'm feeling a certain way. Like, let's have this conversation about it, and mm-hmm. let's kind of let's kind of get get over it. Um. Or if anything, like, like just be a good friend. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that works. I think there was a situation where, like, I didn't know that like you like receiving gifts or something like that, and then you were like, "Oh, but I didn't get a gift for my birthday," and I was like, "Oh, my bad, bro. I didn't know you wanted a gift for your birthday, and I got you a gift for your birthday." You know what I'm saying? Like, even I didn't get you one this year. I think you know there, but <laughs> it's to the fact of like, at least it was like you said, you know, I like receiving gifts. So then I, I was I had a nice little run there where I was getting you gifts like sneakers and all that kind of cool stuff like that. Um, so, but that that could have been a conflict, but it wasn't conflict. It was just you basically saying like this is what I need for my friends, and then me as a friend saying all right, bet. 
So I probably still need to get you a gift though. So no, it's, and um, it's and as I get older, I understand it. But it is, I think, to that point, it is also a thing about growing pains. Because for me, that's one of my my biggest two love languages. So my love languages are different in romantic and platonic relationships. So mm-hmm. in romantic relationships, it's quality time, and that's across the board. I rather spend mm-hmm. time with with people than anything. It was real big in my house, you know what I'm saying, with my my parents and stuff like that. We spent time, uh, and then right. physical touch, and kind of with my friends too. Like I ain't looking to have sex with my friends, but like, <laughs> you, but I'm I am a very like. I don't want to say touchy-feely, but I'm a hugger when I laugh. Yeah, yeah. I'm the black dude That's that bump into folk. And, you know, we take yeah. pictures. I got my elbow on you. You know what I'm saying? But, like, receiving gifts and also giving gifts is a love right. language for me as well. It's kind of high up there. Mm-hmm. So, again, like I, was, I, think, I think I remember that conversation. I wasn't offended that I didn't get a gift. Yeah. But I think whatever, however that conversation came around, it was, like, it was one of the things that, to me, I feel loved in that way. And while I yeah. sometimes don't know what I want... For me, it's mm-hmm. the thought that you got me something, right, um, right, 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 and that's and sometimes that's how I show love. Like even when you know it's, it's my wife, but I'll say it for our anniversary. Ash was like, "We decided not to give gifts, right?" And then I gave her a gift, mm-hmm. and I told her, "I said you mm-hmm. can't tell me how to love you. Um, right. How I want, well, let me how I well, you can't tell me how to love you. You can't tell me how I want to express my love right. for you. Sometimes, right? And sometimes it's this is something that I just want to do." Um, so receive this, um, and 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 sometimes I expect that in return. So for me, it's not a tit for tat thing. Like I'm not if I get you a mm-hmm. gift, you give me a gift. If I get you a gift, give me a gift. Like, I'm not that guy. Right. But like you know, what I'm saying there's there's just that. Um, but in terms of conflict, like I don't run from it. If there are issues that I need to address within the friendship, I'm I'm just going like you said. I'm going to usually just break it up before it become before it festers, and turn mm-hmm. and I have resentment in my heart. I want to. I'm gonna talk to you about it. So whether I do that in a roundabout way, uh, whether I do that in a very direct way, I try not to be right. passive aggressive with my friends. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes I understand that there are other people who are more sensitive than others, and I can be very mm-hmm. blunt. Um, so I, I I may find a way to be passive aggressive so I can get it so right. I can get it out. Um, but <laughs> to your point, yes, it is definitely if you can just have the conversation, um, the better. All right. This episode mm. is getting long, um, so I just I, I wanted I want to hit this one though. Do you believe men and women can be just friends? Uh, I do believe so. Okay, I, I think there definitely would have to be like some kind of boundaries, it's, and also to like let me see here. So there's some uh, like okay, yes, <clears throat> I'm gonna say just yes. Okay, um, but then you also got to know like your situation. Like if you have a person that you are clearly attracted to that you want to smash and you know, there's like no way that you can potentially like, you know, avoid that situation that y'all might not necessarily need to be friends per se. Mm-hmm. But yes, there are ways you can be, there are ways to be platonic friends. Um, there's people like I'm, I'm cool with, you know, that I'm, I would never even consider like going there with, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yes, men and women can be friends. Uh, I I do uh, agree and I do believe that. Um, I I I agree too, and I think, and this may be a different conversation, but I think using that word boundaries is an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. And not to say that I don't think that there needs to be boundaries because they they do, but I think it speaks to the inability of men and women to like it's it's almost like we don't have the ability to not be sexual with the opposite sex. Yeah, and to me, when I say boundaries, I don't think it's necessarily for me. 
I think it's for sometimes I think it's more so for like your partner. Cause, yeah, and, cause no, some and, people and, and I agree, may not be able to understand but, that. Yeah, I agree. And and that's and that's part of my so while I get the societal norm, that's part right. of my philosophical dilemma. Is that right. I mean, cause think about our brothers, you know, brothers and sisters who are on the LGBTQ plus spectrum. Mm-hmm. They are attracted. We know we know we know people who are attracted to men and men only, but they are our friends. And mm-hmm. we ain't never been hit on. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the fact, so attraction, no matter what you're attracted to, who you're attracted to, rather, um, doesn't mean that every person who fits that category, you're going to mm-hmm. want in a specific way. So the same thing right. is, it, you know, is for heterosexual relationships. Like if you are my friend and you're a woman, it does not mean that we can't have boundaries because of, you know, how society has shaped us to think and believe but what it does mean is that i do have the ability to just be your friend and want mm-hmm. nothing from you not a date yeah not a kiss yeah not a anything and then if we do hang out it ain't a date it is literally like me and my homeboy going to get coffee it is literally like right. whatever 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 yeah. and there are certain things i'm not going to do because i don't want to ever um muddy up what we mm-hmm. have or you know give it room for misinterpretation right. so i think that's like just an innate boundary because of that mm-hmm. um because the other thing about friendships right because they are a form of relationship and because the opposite sex then there's possibility for certain things to become very intimate and you'd be like mm-hmm. and then you had that move moment and be like oh i never looked at you like that um mm-hmm. so i think like if that's your real friend there are built in Mm-hmm. Boundaries, the stuff that you aren't yeah. going to do, but yeah, I think, it's not like a list or anything. Yeah, it's not like yeah. a list. It's just kind of things you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I think men and women have the ability, and, and while it may be more rare than it is common, I do think mm-hmm. there's a real ability for men and women to be friends and nothing more. Um, yeah, and that's really it. No expectations out of each other sexually yeah. or romantically. Yeah. Legit, just buddies and cool. Um, and that was one of the things going back to my brought up the conversation about one of my longest friends with Caitlin when we had what I kind of said we had that dark period was that when me and mm-hmm. Asha first started dating, Asha couldn't didn't have a real concept of understanding men and women being friends. Like it was super mm-hmm. foreign to her. And mm-hmm. then the second part of that is my immaturity, I didn't handle, I didn't handle that situation well either. Because mm-hmm. when I say mm-hmm. Caitlin was my best friend, she was my best friend. So like some of the stuff I talked to right. you about, Brian, mm-hmm. I talked to mm-hmm. her about. So imagine that, right? And mm-hmm. It wasn't so much that, and that's the thing, like, even in those conversations, she wasn't turned on by, we would, like, just like me and you laugh and make jokes, like, yeah. it was the mm-hmm. same response and feedback, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. So, but, you know, so, but I also did handle, because I was trying to maintain the depth of what that was while building mm-hmm. this with a future wife and right, not right. understanding what their friction was and just being really immature. And it took time to redevelop, you know, solid friendship and understand right. boundaries, you know, all those different kind of things. So I'm not saying that it's going to be easy, but to your point, a lot of times those boundaries are in place for your partner and not you. Uh, a lot of yeah. times, a lot of times that's when tough conversations have to happen. Be like, Hey, you my homie, but because I'm dating, you can't be calling me at 10 PM no more. You know, and it's yeah. not that I want to talk, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my girl gonna be tripping if I'm she we land up and then I get a text from you at eleven thirty. And it could literally be about nothing, but just because yeah. you're a woman, she finna you know what I'm saying? So like Right. And that's the thing, and I'm I'm a friendly person. Like look, like, you know, I used to be real standoffish, but like now the the more I'm maturing and growing in who I am, mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty cool with everybody. Like I'm gonna talk to people on social media, I'm gonna chop it up with people. For sure. All that kind of stuff. I'm gonna show attention. Like if I feel like, you know, somebody 
is like down. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna reach out and be like, hey man, I you, you know, I was thinking about you. you Seem like something was wrong with you. Are you good? Yeah. I'm that kind of person. Um, but then like, and, and you could do that to like a woman, and they, you know, and and people are thinking things stuff like that. But you can legit just be, you know, I'm gonna have me as a friend. I'm in a friend capacity. Uh, it's just weird. I think it's just a weird situation. I think more society than anything. Um, the inability to think about the fact of like you can have the opposite sex friend without yes. actually being attracted to them or wanting to do anything with them. Yes. Um, and, and I don't know if that's ever going to go away, unfortunately. Oh, absolutely not. I think um, it's going to get better as we become more accepting and we adapt to um, society normalizing different identities and you know, sexual mm-hmm. orientation, things like that. So I think it's going to become more of right. an, you know, because people are all over the place in terms of the spectrum, right? So I think as yeah. that evolves, that thinking will evolve. But to your point, like, let's think, we're on the East Coast. So think about scandal. Mm-hmm. You just come on at 10 and right. go out to 11. So just mm-hmm. hold the text message thing. What if one of your home, your home, your homies is a woman be like, did you just see scandal? It's 11 p.m. Like, I'm legit mm-hmm. not having anything inappropriate, but your partner might be like, what y'all got to talk about at 11 a.m.? Scandal. It just went off. Like, yeah. and we're, like we're literally talking about it now. And because they may not watch TV, I'm just using an example, um, they may not understand that, like, Insecure comes on at right. 10 p.m. on Sundays, right? So, like, right. when it's over, it's 1030. Yes, it's late, but if, you know, oh, my God, did you see this episode? Like, it could be a whole yeah. thing. And, you know, so, so, again, these are just examples we're not saying, me and Brian are not saying this is what happened in our household. All we're saying is that it gets muddy in those type of friendships when you're legit, yeah. when you would do the same thing with your homeboys in the group chat that will cause no issues. Yeah. And just because it's a woman now, it's, or even for the women, because it's a man now, it's a problem yeah. because of the dead person's gender. And it's yeah. more of a society I, thing than it is a actually wrong yeah. thing. At this point, like, I would... Like so again, I'm, I would talk to anybody at this point. Like I'm open to the fact that like I'm just a friendly dude now. Like mm-hmm. I used to be real cut off, but like now I'm I'm much more friendly because I understand who I am as a person for sure. Um, and just because I'm talking to you late at night don't mean like I like want to be with you or not like that. You know what I'm saying? I talk to you and Chris like late nigga at night, and we be texting each other in the middle of the night. And it's just random stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like you know. I think it's a few things. It's a few things. It's a few things. Um, and, and again, this is not to say that I'm randomly sparking conversation at midnight or at 1 a.m. Because no. I'm not finna text. I'm not texting no, especially at my big grown married age, I ain't texting no woman right. past a certain time in general. But what I am saying that if you're in a friendship with the opposite sex and just use right. the TV example or something like that, you know what I'm saying? As an example, like those are to me situations to where if I'm in that space, I'm not tripping. Um, because mm-hmm. I know, you know what I'm saying? I know the context of it. I know what's around it. And I tr- trust, I trust you. You know what I'm saying? And I think right. that's the big piece. It has to be trust there. You have to know oh, your yeah. partner. Um, and you just have to be able to navigate those spaces with friendships of the opposite sex or in terms of like, again, our brothers who are, you know, upon the, you know, the LGBTQ plus spectrum of, you know, even the same sex, learn how to navigate those friendships in ways that benefit mm-hmm. Um, that that just don't bring no drama to you and your house and what you got going on. Let me just say it that way. Right. Um. Last yeah. but not least, you've kind of answered it, Brian. Um. Mm-hmm. But are you into making new friends as an adult? And if so, how do you do this? Um. I I, I am much more open to developing relationships nowadays. Okay. Like, go back to your original definition: is that friendships all it is is a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I am my current age. I am definitely open. To, to meeting new people, I'm open to um, 
finding out who people are, learning new people at this point in my life, will they be in certain places and spaces in terms of like close proximity? For sure. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't foresee that happening. Um, I don't need too many more people in, in that close proximity as far as confidant and all that kind of stuff. But I definitely see myself meeting new friends, uh, making new friends, meeting new people. Um, it's a part of life. It's what we were created to do. Mm-hmm. I do believe that we're a tribal God creators for community for a certain reason. So we're supposed to meet people, supposed to, you know, link up, click up, eat, fellowship, all that kind of stuff. So yes. So uh, I I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. Finish your thought. No, I was gonna say I I'm going to meet new friends, like without a doubt. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I was just gonna say, um, I absolutely love that. And I think the topic, and we, you know, we we've covered so many small pieces, but I think this definitely deserves a part two. Like mm-hmm. a lot sooner than later. And maybe we bring yeah. some women into the conversation to talk about friendships yeah. with women and the dynamic that, especially among black women, how society says they can't be friends and things like that. So, yeah. Uh, and that's another thing and that women, we love about Insecure. Shameless plug to the watch party that's happening on October 24th. Yeah. That, their that, friendship in the last season. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but that show was based around women being friends. And we see that mm-hmm. successfully done in Girlfriends and Living Single and so many other spaces. Then And it's done like I've seen my mom with friends and my wife with friends and, you know, things yeah. like that. So, anyway, this is a great conversation i love you brother you are my friend i love you too man i appreciate you <laughs> um so let's go and um talk about what we're doing for self-care and, and i am my brother's keeper all right ladies and gentlemen we are here at i am my brother's keeper where we talk about black men and black women uh self-care Talk about all the things that we do to take care of our good black selves. I'm going to start with you, Josh. What are you doing this weekend to uh, take care of yourself? So I'm going to Chateau Elan this weekend. Yeah. So um, one of Asha's line sisters, um, Mm -hmm. speaking of friends. Wants to mm-hmm. get some some couples together, and they had an idea of doing the chateau. So we are going Mm -hmm. up there. I think at three. Mm-hmm. And do the whole wine tasting and tour and things like that. Great and time. It's going to be Great relaxing because this week has is very hectic. I had a very mm-hmm. busy blavity schedule. Had a pretty mm-hmm. not real busy habitat schedule, but because blavity is crazy, it makes mm-hmm. navigating habitat is a very meeting intensive culture. So mm-hmm. it makes finding spaces to write articles difficult mm-hmm. when you have three p.m. and five p.m. deadlines, but you right. got meetings from ten to four, and it's mm-hmm. like. Where and then at night, you know, you're tired and my, you know, and writing takes a piece of creativity. Um, so you mm-hmm. you won't need space to create. So anyway, Saturday would be that 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 day of kind of release and relaxation. And um, mm-hmm. we're turning we're turning our guest bedroom into my home office. Okay, so All it's right. still going to be a guest bedroom, but we're rearranging furniture and stuff like that. So that is my Sunday. Uh, since church is still virtual for me, that is my Sunday project. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm probably mm-hmm. going to be having whole attitudes. I hate putting things together. And those boxes came <laughs> for the desk and chair mm-hmm. today. Um, but it's not going to be nothing like super crazy because we record the podcast and, you know, mm-hmm. we're loud. So I'm not going to be upstairs. But it does give me dedicated space during the day mm-hmm. to do work. And because my wife works in the school, she usually gets home before my work day is over. So it gives mm-hmm. me a space to kind of close the door and kind of still be in work mode before uh-huh. I can jump into daddy husband. So for me, that right. is self-care without having to, I don't feel like I have to abandon or feel obligated to stop working to turn into mm-hmm. this uh, or or have frustration, like force my kids to be quiet when they come home and, you know, stuff like that. Um, so yeah. until we move into our house and I have a dedicated office where it can be really quiet, uh, this is a temporary solution. Um, so that's that. How about for you, bro? 
Uh, I'm going to take a real quick trip um, and come on, stay in a hotel trip. overnight and come back. So Friday night to Saturday, I'll be back um, just real quick. Quick get away just to you know sleep and gather my thoughts. And I'll be back. That's it. I mean, we love to see. Are you going to Fargo, North Dakota? <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to like a city nearby. I don't like, I, I really don't like saying where I'm going because I don't know, if, you know, you know, I just don't like to see where I'm going, but I'm going somewhere within a couple hours from okay. here. So just, just as a note, one of my dreams is to go to Fargo, North Dakota and unplug. Okay. And the same reason why you're about to say why, because there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody. Right. And I would just <laughs> get me in a cabin, brother, and just be this yeah. black man in this nondescript yes. city and just. Yeah. It's quiet, right? It's just, I'll probably yeah. come out there with a whole book written or something. I don't know. But like I've always yeah. I've been saying that since college. I want to go. I've said I want to do like the week before finals. Um yeah. so it's on my bucket it, list it, to do. Yeah, I, I'm like that too. I'll be one like there's moments where I'm like, I just want to I just want to like go somewhere and just do nothing. Yeah, do like no a life. remote plan. I feel like Fargo give me that. Probably very bad restaurants, really chain mm-hmm. places, bunch of white people, so I'm yeah. disinterested in the culture. Right. <laughs> I just want to go sit in the cabin, be to myself. Eat my red yeah. lobster, even though I just said I don't go out of town to do that. I'm sure that's all that's there. And then come back refueled because I've literally done nothing for like 48 hours. Mm-hmm. No um, responsibility, no, no, no labels. No, I don't even want Speaking to be one. I was going to be by myself. Go ahead. Speaking of what? Yeah, I was I just speak, uh, we, me and my wife talked about doing uh, um, mental health days mm-hmm. once a month. Oh, yeah, you talked about that. Tell her she hasn't done it this month. So I'm going to probably talk to her and be like, hey, when are you going to take your mental health day? Um, because she needs to take one. Got it. Uh, I, I, you know. Just so you can go somewhere and do something, not be anybody. Listen, it's important. It is important. Um, did Rodney Jenkins come and put something in the P.O. box? Do we have something? I do believe. Let me see. There's a story. I don't know where that came from. Of a man named Brady. What? Is it Brady? It's a man named Brady. A man named Brady. Okay. Sometimes I be loud and wrong with my lyrics, but go ahead. That dropped in my spirit. I don't know why. Um Let's see. Yeah, we do have something in our uh, peel box. All right, cool. Let's go on over there. Let's do it. What's going on, good people? We are back for this segment we call the P.O. Box, and our resident post um, postal service worker, Rodney Jenkins, has delivered as always. But before we get into the letter, I want to tell you how you can be a part of the GXL mm. podcast. One way you can be a part of it is buying your ticket <laughs> to this live show on October 24th yes. and coming mm-hmm. and coming and kicking with us for this live show and this watch party. The second way that you can be a part is to write in your letter um, with any comments or questions that you have and you can write that to ask the jigsaw that is ask the jigsaw at gmail.com we will possibly read your letter out loud if we like it we will give you a pseudonym because we uh, respect your identity and we're going to give you the best unlicensed non-professional therapeutic advice that you can Mm -hmm. find right here on Cicely Tyson's internet. So with that being said, yep. understood and accepted, Brian, who is the yes. person and what do they want? Uh-huh. All right. Uh, pronouns. We yes. respect them. So if we have she and her. Uh, good name. Okay. She and her. Um, let's just call her Viola Davis. Okay. <laughs> Viola Davis. All right. Viola Davis writes, mm-hmm. hey, guys, I was just promoted at my job. Congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, and they want me to move. Uh, they want me to relocate to Atlanta. Okay. Um, we are full. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, if if you're black, we're not full. But you know, if you, you know, 
Never mind. Neither here nor there. Uh, if I'm honest, I do not want to live in Atlanta. Well, we don't want you here no way. Um, <laughs> traffic is trash. The housing market is out of control there. All things and true. Don't so get me far. started. Right. And don't get me started on the dating pool. Oh. Uh, additionally, my family is still mostly based in Nebraska, where Ooh. I am from. Are you black? Well, right. <laughs> well, Gabrielle Union's from Nebraska. Okay, well, we know, you know, <laughs> there's people. God bless you. <laughs> be encouraged, as Kim Burrell say. Be, be, really, be, be very super encouraged. encouraged. <laughs> be encouraged. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, additionally, my family is still mostly based in Nebraska, where I'm from, and that is far as hell. Family is important. Mm-hmm. I don't mind relocating to Atlanta. You know, I don't mind relocating. And Atlanta is cool, I guess. But I just don't think it is for me in the long term. Okay. Here's my question. How do I honor my needs and wants around relocating without jeopardizing my job? This promotion also comes with a huge increase in the bag. I am really torn. How would you handle this since you are both, since you two are based in Atlanta? Is there anything I'm missing in terms of living there? Thanks for any advice you may give. Best. Viola Davis. Oh, I can keep it quick because I just got a quick answer. I would go right. to my superiors and ask them, are there any other options in terms of relocation? And just ask right. and just yep. kind of put it out there. You know, your disdain from wanting to move to Atlanta. They may say mm-hmm. they need you in Atlanta because of this. Uh, mm-hmm. And if it's non-negotiable, then you're really at a crossroads of whether or not right. you stay on this job or not. Um, because right. it's really one of those things where you relocate or you lose it. Um, and I don't, mm-hmm. and maybe you don't lose the job, but what if that means turning down the promotion and the bag, right? Is that yeah, worth yeah. it? I mean, because Atlanta has everything you said about Atlanta is very true. Traffic is it's trash. True. The housing market is, is doo-doo. And from mm-hmm. what I hear, the dating pool has a lot of pee in it. But the worst, yep. Well, I will say Atlanta has a lot of great things uh, in terms mm-hmm. of job opportunity and growth. I mean, clearly mm-hmm. you're experiencing that. They want you here in, in the Atlanta office. Um, in terms of being around just beautiful black people doing great things, yep. I mean, it's it's full of that, right? It's a mecca, so to speak. And then, um, I mean, there's a lot of memes about Atlanta ain't got number hookah, hot wings, and traffic. I mean, but Atlanta does have <laughs> quite a few things to offer. It's a really dope kind of artsy scene here. Um, mm. There are restaurants galore to explore. And if you're yep. into the touristy type of stuff, we have a bunch of there amusement parks and museums and yep. uh, all those historical, things. you know, national sites and all that different kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's cool. Like Atlanta's, Atlanta's overall a cool city. I um, empathize with you in a sense because I never thought that I would be in Atlanta this long. And Atlanta mm-hmm. till today still doesn't feel home and permanent for me. No matter how mm-hmm. much me and my wife are looking for a home, and no matter like all these different, things, it's something about it still feels temporary. Although I've been here fourteen years, it still feels temporary. Mm-hmm. So I get it. But if you're not married, if you don't have children, use this as an opportunity to leverage your future. Um, right, you can come here, you know, not settle and be, and you know, and then five years, tell them like, hey. I want to relocate somewhere else because I'm sure within five right. years you probably get promoted again. You have a great level of seniority and influence. Mm-hmm. Or within five years, six years, maybe you can just find something else in another city and move to wherever you want to move to. But right, the whole family right. piece, baby, I can control that. You you from Nebraska, so yeah. I mean, if it ain't in the Midwest or somewhere in the flower, you know, flower states, I really don't know what else to tell you in terms of that. Um, right, Brian, you got anything for Viola? 
That's all I got. Yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta you, I, I don't know if I can add too much other than what you said. Atlanta has great things to offer. Uh, Atlanta's not perfect by any means, but it's still a decent city in yeah. terms of you know where to live. Um, internet, you know, nonstop flights to almost anywhere. Now so you go to visit your family. <laughs> yeah, Atlanta is a great hub in terms of airport. Um, you can fly almost anywhere in the United States, and even like uh, overseas, you can get places nonstop, which is great. So, which means you can go back and visit your family whenever you want to. Uh, Atlanta's in driving distance to so many places. We have culture, we have food, we have all the great things here in Atlanta. Um, but I understand your trepidation. Like Josh said, I think that it would be smart for you to, before you move, say, hey, how long do I have to be there? Mm-hmm. Like, what does that look like? What is my, you know, and if I move to Atlanta, is there a any additional opportunities for growth? Right, because you don't want to get stuck here. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think most of us that moved to Atlanta never thought we'd be here that long. For sure. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, never thought sure. we'd be here that long. Uh, I was, I was gonna come here for a little bit, go back to California, and be, be happy in, the, in the sunshine. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much my thing. Everything Josh said on top of that, just really talk to your managers and stuff like that, and see what your potential growth is. Uh, if you do move here, so you don't feel like you're stuck. Um, but worst case scenario, if you do move here. Um, unless you just say, you know, I, I just hate life, then you'll probably do well in Atlanta. Like Atlanta is is a place where you can come and if anything, you can at least find something that you like and be content where you are. You may not love it. You may hate it. But I think if anything, you'll at least be content in Atlanta. For sure. Um, so Viola, I hope that helps. If we didn't help, we do. then you wrote into us and, you know, that's all we got to give you. That's all we got to right. give you, dear. Um, well, with that being said, I'm still next step. We're moving on to a greater conversation because I think Brian and I got, yeah. got one particular thing we need to, we need to discuss. We do. Okay, let's do it. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right. Uh, greater conversation. This is the time in the episode for those that may not have heard this episode before or this show before where we get some things off of our chest niggas that be doing nigga stuff the whites that be doing white people stuff and just people that be doing stuff that we just don't like we say it at this time in the episode so josh would you like to tell the people what we have to get off our chest today yeah i'm not gonna give y'all too deep of a context because that's gonna waste a lot of my energy and i want my energy mm. to be in the read that i'm going to give y'all know boosie okay. he pop problematic mm-hmm. and boosie put out a biopic and all that kind of stuff about his life called the struggle or something that like that nobody wants nobody nobody wants, wants it and we also know the, the the complete downfall of william cosby um mm-hmm. and for some reason these the, these two worlds collided and Mr. Cosby, um, Dr. Cosby, mm-hmm. um, decided that he was going to comment on said on said film, Brian. Um, mm-hmm. And he had this exactly to say. Lil Boosie, I have always appreciated your truth and support. What I'm about to say is not to compensate you because you supported Bill Cosby. My publicist, Mr. Andrew Wyatt, told me about your film, My Struggle, and I am encouraging all of my supporters and fans to make this American citizen, Lil Boosie's film, My Struggle, a box office success. Thank you very Mm -hmm. much. Hashtag My Struggle. Hashtag Boosie Movie. Hashtag Bill Cosby. Hashtag Lil Boosie. Now, there are several issues here. Um... It's not going to be a box office success because it's never going to the movies. So let's start there. <laughs> it's straight to DVD. 
I don't, I don't even know if film. I don't even know if streaming platforms are picking it. Right. BET and, right. ain't even airing this thing. Okay, right. that's number one. Um, number two. Um, since when did endorsements from Bill Cosby become compensation? Specifically after all the stuff that's went down. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how A plus B is equal to C here. Yeah, I don't um, want nothing from Bill Cosby. The other part of that is is that. Um, you refer to Lil Boosie as an American citizen as if we didn't know that this nigga is from <laughs> America. I mean, he's a black American. I'm, I'm just trying to understand the things. And lastly, in what world does Bill Cosby have out loud support for Lil Boosie? The same man who berated black right. men for sagging their pants. Yeah. The same man who always had like these hyper traditional values around black people and black culture. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out Cynthia Rebo. Um, the same man <laughs> who was consistently talking against black men and black culture um, from a negative vantage point goes out to mm-hmm. it and represent one of the most toxic and um like really he's an antithesis he's the antithesis to everything bill cosby once represented and at this point because he supported you and your drugging of women the same man mm-hmm. who is okay with statutory rape labusi because that's what you're okay with mm-hmm. um, in terms of what you you know allow your son to go through sexually um this is who you decided to put you with you want these two worlds to collide Right. This is the space where me and Brian say that y'all need to shit. Bill Cosby, you've avoided right. mm-hmm. a lifetime of jail because your life is short. It's coming mm-hmm. to an end, brother. You're in, you're in the latter oh, yeah. years. He, you've avoided the, <laughs> the opportunity not to be in jail for the rest of your life. And you come mm-hmm. out of jail and you are pulling the OJ Simpson. If I did it, this is how I would. This is It's giving me real OJ Simpson tease. Yeah. And I yeah, don't yeah. like it. Brian, uh, yeah, I wish we have an attic. We have an attic on this show. Bootsy, um, and Bill Cosby, and I'm I'm adding R. Kelly in this in this place. These niggas are going to the attic, never to be spoken of or heard of again. Like because it's just the let the ladder down. And like Terry there's Cruz. again, oh Terry Crews, yeah, all, all that, yeah. <laughs> And this is the same situation where we got on Nicki Minaj about freaking using Tucker Carlson as like, you know, a, as, you know, you reposted him to speak out. There's no way right now on God's green earth that Bill Cosby says, hey, man, the Jigsaw podcast is like it. I need to listen to it. That We're going to repost Bill Cosby's endorsement. We're not like, doing it. Not, there's not a thing in me we're that We're not going to tell what? you not to say it, but we're definitely not going to get behind your endorsement. No, there's there's nothing. And again, like for those right now that are listening, say, "Well, um, we're guilty to prove innocent, all that kind of stuff." Like he got off on a technicality, like so that's not innocence, right? It's legal loophole. I'm not (laughs) right, and I'm not here throwing stones. I'm not saying anybody just has done done anything wrong. What I'm saying is, like, there's certain people in life that you can be, you you should be comfortable with saying, "I'm not going to support," right? Yes, or I'm not going to align myself with. And those are two people that I'm I'm in this show. I don't know about y'all, but that's us in this show. We're not aligning ourselves it's for us with us in Bill this Cosby house. Or Lil or Lil Boosie. Like y'all can keep that. Y'all can keep each other um and keep that foolishness somewhere else. Um and uh that's it. That's all I have to say. And I'm still gonna listen to wipe me down. But what oh, yeah. but what I'm not gonna do is support anything beyond it. 
<laughs> and I'm just gonna be honest, okay? But like, no, but on a for real note, like Bill Cosby, Lil Boosie, I the it's the audacity for me, Brian. It is legitimately mm-hmm. the audacity um for yep. it to happen. But with that being said, honestly, except we're not gonna we're gonna not gonna hold y'all too much longer. We held y'all a little bit over what we usually oh, hold yeah. y'all over. Um we want to thank you. I want to thank you. Brian wants to thank you. We both want to thank you. We do. Um, for always sticking around for this podcast, this thing that comes that turns into a Broadway musical play almost every week. We want to thank you mm-hmm. for, st- for sticking with us and laughing with us and growing with us and supporting us. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. We cannot we wait to keep giving you amazing content. Um, so keep supporting mm-hmm. us and keep encouraging our hearts as we do. We Please feel is the work of the Lord. Brian. We do. Yeah, um, we do. Thank you. We appreciate you for all that you do. Continue to support us. Follow us on all the social media platforms. Uh, for Instagram, for instance, the Jigsaw Podcast. I am Brian here. I am Josh Rogers. Uh, Facebook, uh, e- a website, thejigsawpodcast.com. Please make sure you go on there and get your tickets. Again, I don't want to stress it enough. I can't stress it enough um, that tickets are going quickly, and we don't want you to be the one outside looking in or someone on the outside wishing you can get in. Uh, so please, please, please do that. Make sure you go on all the platforms for podcasts. You can find us. We're on every single platform right now. Make sure you leave a comment, subscribe, like, share that information. Uh, five stars or nothing at all. And that is pretty much it. We appreciate you all. And before we leave, Joshua, please let the people know what they need to do and give us the uh, benediction. Go get your ticket. I don't have a soliloquy for you tonight. Go get your ticket. <laughs> this is what we need get you it. to do. Support us. What did Chris Brown say? How are you going to hate when you from outside the club? You can't even get in. Okay? Right. Come in the room. Come in the room. Come on in the room. Yes. And with that being said, don't get caught with your work undone. And having your work undone is not being at the live show. Good night. <laughs> God bless you.